0: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another NextLander podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let me... Uh, I'm excited today, Alex and Brad. I am very excited today because here on the NextLander podcast, this very show, we got to welcome in what might be our first big hardware launch. Mm. We get to cover... It's Aww. we're a real games podcast. Are you
1: are you, you going to do the play date like that?
0: I am okay. Do
1: the play date like I, that. Oh actually. man. Well, I like the okay. play
2: date. It's a cute little device, but, but it's not a major yes. big three hardware release. I suppose.
1: I suppose.
2: I have the play date and I don't even
0: think I downloaded my next season yet. Oh no. Yeah, I've got to Aww. boot that thing up. Yeah. Um, it's probably dead. I mean, listen, yes. play date's neat and I want to tinker with it, but um It's let's... a nice little confection. It's not the same thing. It's great. Okay, great how, desk, how, great how about this? I'll amend I'll even amend my statement. Our first big hardware follow-up launch. Because okay. I am talking about the PlayStation VR. 2 mm-hmm. is sequel to the playstation VR yes the playstation so,
1: virtual reality
0: that's right the second uh, it's a new new reality here for playstation VR we're gonna get into that in a little bit along with some games like like a dragon Ishin', deliver us mars Blanc. you may have heard of it um, first let's just check in around the table here Brad I know you've been deep in the VR and we're gonna talk mm. about that in the game section but anything else on the outside going uh going on hmm
1: um, the house almost blew away last night. Pretty windy. The weather's getting weird out here. Uh-huh. I mean, it was shaking the windows. It was a good way. It was a good way to see how terrible the insulation in this apartment is, because anywhere there were drapes around seams in the house, they were blowing with the <laughs> with doors the windows and windows closed.
0: Oh, man, that's
2: pretty weird. That's just uh, ghosts. Yeah. That's how you know you have a ghost. Yeah, um, I saw a tree fell across the Bay Bridge over by Treasure Island. Wow! Yeah,
1: I didn't see that. It's Wait, cr- th- I've never seen wind or felt wind like that here in twenty years.
0: Uh, there's a tree close enough to the Bay Bridge, then can- on
2: the Treasure Island part. Because
0: remember, oh, like there's that yeah. middle
2: section where it goes through Treasure Islands. So one fell across the bridge, and then now I guess they're talking like in the the hills and mountains of like SoCal. There's a blizzard warning what okay, like Wait. in Ventura county
1: oh okay All
2: right. is that do they get snow what,
1: what if what if that blows north
2: I don't think that's how the those winds work, you, but I mean at this point, anything's possible <laughs> I, I feel I like you're,
1: you're not wrong, but you know where I'm going with this I know where you're going with it what, what if, it's if in San Francisco? what if what if what is a snowboard out i I've said it, I've said it many times. Setting aside any risk of human injury, property damage, all the actual bad things that would happen if it snowed here, uh-huh. I would love to see the calamity.
2: You're, you're all about that mess, is what you're saying.
1: If it snowed, and especially if there was like freezing rain, again, like I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want uh-huh, people to wreck their cars. Course, like, But it would just... like. <laughs> paralyze the city oh yeah people, people would have no idea what to do
2: like people make fun of like parts of the south when they get snow and how their infrastructure isn't really built for it and i think that sucks too but like people absolutely would not understand the degree of unpreparedness any part of coastal california would have for that kind of thing
0: do you think california uh, or specifically san francisco city the city of san francisco has a salt truck, like like there is a contingency plan that
2: is like listen. There's a guy. Yeah,
0: like we we've been paying There's for this for fifty guy. years.
2: Unfortunately, he lives on Treasure <laughs> Island and cannot get into the city. Like, are,
0: do they, they, they have, have chains that they could put on their trucks or something somewhere that's like, why do we pay for these every year? And it's like you know, the year we stop is the year we're gonna get ice. You over don't here. need it until you need it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, based, based on how stuff went in Texas a winter or two ago, uh huh. I'm just going to assume the worst. I'm
0: I've an, always said it. Texas and San Francisco are basically uh, like separated family. Like they're the same cities. Yeah. Well, I, one's a state. I get it. Yeah. But, you know. I,
2: I think assuming it doesn't also snow there. I mean, you could bring a bunch of those trucks in from like Tahoe where it does snow regularly. True. Or, you know, on the Southern California side, like Mammoth. But uh, that's, a, that's a drive, though. Hello? Yeah, that's a I mean, drive. That's ours.
1: Uh, frankly, though, if San Francisco gets snow, I'm just going to assume the Tahoe is buried under like twelve feet. At that <laughs> that point. seems
2: likely, is the thing. I don't. Know, San Francisco's got like the uh, like its
0: own microclimate. Weird. It it could snow in a part of San Francisco and not in another
2: part. Like San Francisco. Oh yes. Weird. Yeah. Yes. Uh, eight, eight
1: blocks over, it would be. <laughs> yeah mom Mom hill
2: is snowed in the rest (laughs) of the city not so much
1: i I went for a walk a couple weeks ago it had like like walking down a street where like i was right on the dividing line where to the right it was super cloudy and had just poured rain and to the left it was dry and completely clear sunny skies it was fucking surreal
0: i've always said it san francisco is a budget Nintendo sixty four platformer. It's just it's just foggy and there are just weird microclimates where you're just like, this is Ooh. the lava level. Yeah, Run twenty feet, we, this is the snow level. Yes.
1: We, only, we only have enough memory for this level to be about eight blocks and <laughs> diameter.
0: Yeah. What's why is everything why are these all hills and not stairs? That's because the stairs are tough to render. We're just gonna make everything kind of big rolling hills here. Um Well, I'm glad you didn't blow away. Maybe you were blown away. Mm. By PlayStation VR, Mm. there we go. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. We've got a lot of VR to get through here. Now, let's talk about PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a preamble because I feel like we did this once before during our first round of VR, which was like, "Hey, this stuff seems very promising. Hey, this is all cool," and I and I'm going to stand by and I still think it was very cool. But you guys, we all went together to go check out the was it the oculus booth somewhere at e3 maybe where they took us into those demos and they'd like toss a ball back and forth between two people and like i think it was oculus at the time uh and then we went to the vive demos and they like they put you in like the underwater thing with a whale that's going around and all that stuff was like this this could be something Mm -hmm. and how long ago was that maybe Six, seven years, mm. five years. What's because?
1: I think it's been about seven since there was like good shipping consumer VR hardware. Okay, of course. I I also had my experience of meeting John Carmack and trying his headset that had a literal like that. This has resurfaced. I think Digital Foundry puts. I a saw clip of this I saw the video. Yeah, in their review. Wearing that headset he had that had literal duct tape all over it. It's like, like
0: the Lobo headset, but just, for real.
1: Just as slapped together as possible, playing like some custom build of Doom 3 he had brought.
0: So we, we have been through enough VR for John Carmack to kind of get bored of VR. Oh, and, yeah. And move yes. on. Yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. yep. He's
0: now left Facebook and is on mm-hmm. to other things. Uh, so my preamble is, hey, I'm pretty excited about this PlayStation VR 2. That being said, I also recognize there has been a lot of movement in the VR space, so as we go through this stuff, I know that the PlayStation VR 2 isn't doing anything necessarily yeah. novel. It's it's more kind of catching up and being on par with where current VR is, and I'm kind of excited, but also I temper that. I can still remember, even with my terrible memory, how excited I was about the potential of VR that kind of never went as far as I thought it would go the, the first time through, and... It's really going to come down to what commitment we get from Sony and third parties for this thing. Now, that all being said, it's a long preamble. Brad, tell me about your experience with the PlayStation VR 2.
1: Uh, I would say meets to exceeds expectations. Great. Thumbs up. It's, I'm super excited. I'm waiting for the truck to come. Where we're at with that thing. It's 550 bucks. It's 600 if you get the, the game. <laughs> yeah. Because there is one new exclusive game from Sony launching with this thing. And there is one indie game called The Light Brigade, which I believe is the other exclusive game. Aloy's everything... Playroom. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, everything else that's coming out on this thing is has been out on PC or is also launching on PC. So not a ton of exclusive software. Um, do you remember me very being kind of dismissive about Horizon Call of the Mountain a few months ago and going like, ah, I bet that's like a theme park ride. Sure. I was guided, with you. Yeah, guided tech demo. Here are the features of your new headset. It's twenty yeah. minutes long. Yeah, it is super not that. It is a <laughs> game. It's a game ass okay. game. Okay, um, and it's cool. I'm pretty into it. If you have a fear of heights, I'm curious to hear how it's going to go for you.
0: I have a severe fear of heights. Some kind of a phobia.
1: Um, you know, there's a lot of climbing in Horizon. Yeah, I They heard put that. a lot of they put a lot of climbing in this Horizon.
0: It was funny when you were doing the. Uh, if anybody missed it, uh, Brad took us on a tour of some of the PlayStation VR 2 stuff on Monday. That archive should be up. But you were climbing around, and I think I said, like, hey, you should look down. <laughs> you were oh, like, I hadn't dude, done that before.
1: That's nothing. I missed my first jump this <gasps> morning.
0: Oh, does it black out the screen?
1: Straight up missed and fell into the river below, and then it blacked it out about a second before I would hit the water.
0: It did black it out. Okay. (laughs)
1: Eventually, but I fell most of that fall.
0: Oh, did your stomach, like, leave your body? Yes. Yes.
1: Although not nearly as much as something I will talk about in a minute, but... So um, this is
0: um again you said it but I'll just say it again Horizon Call of the Mountain the kind of would be pack in but not really yes. pack in game
1: yeah if you um, if you buy a PSVR two you should get Horizon like this yeah. is absolutely the most like high fidelity high budget like you see the money they put into this like it looks very good um I guess I I feel like I've talked about the headset like three different places now or something but the headset is fantastic it's it is like basically the state of the art of current VR like like you said it doesn't do anything. Really, that isn't being done on PC, um, but it's like right up there. I mean, I think it's like just t- a tiny bit higher resolution than the Quest Pro, which is the best Oculus headset out there. Um, I don't know if other headsets have OLED screens or not. This has mm. OLED and something I hadn't thought about. Um, that occurred to me this morning is just how like dark and nice contrasty it is in there, because like like do you remember using like the PSVR one. Everything looks kind of like gray and washed out because it's got shitty LCD backlights. Yeah. yeah, it's low res enough that you see that screen door effect yep. on it. Anytime you see like a like a big like white blank screen, you'll just see like like you're looking through a screen door because it's yep. so low res.
2: Yeah, it's not horrendous, I, I, but it's definitely very noticeable. Yeah. I, I didn't
0: have that as much as the kind of um, not black blacks because yeah. you could see that it, the screen was also small enough where you could still see the um, it's the, like fuzzy, I don't know what they call you know? it, the gussets. The yeah, uh, the, the yeah. So there is.
1: So, so the screen door effect, like the pixelation is gone and the, the, the contrast levels, the black levels are sublime. Like they're fantastic. Um, there is, there is a still a little bit of a grain all over everything, uh, which okay. I don't know if that has to do with the optics that you're looking through. Interesting. Like the lenses. I I don't know where that comes from, but like it's, it looks very clean and sharp, but it's also Compared- Taller. First headset.
0: It's taller and wider, but you still see the. I can't. Not gussets. What do they call the 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 plasticky part around the frame? Oh, I, I
1: I don't know what the term for that is. You, but yeah. Yes,
0: like the, you still see a little of that, right, off to the sides.
1: Like the the field of view. Is, yes, the field of view is good for headsets from the okay. stats I looked or the specs that I looked at on other headsets. But like it's yeah, you still see it's still narrow enough that you see the. It kind of looks you're looking through a, <laughs> a porthole or goggles yeah. or something, but, so, but like. I, I mean, and this is probably dependent on the person, but as I kind of like forget that I'm in VR, I also forget that that's there, you know? Like so I, I was
0: thinking about, well, it. I was going to say with the black levels on the PSVR one, you know, you still saw the screen when it was dark kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Because it was, so you, it was, a, it was not, lit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looks like pitch blackness now. If See, there's not anything cool. like, like when they do, when you're not in a VR game, quote unquote, and you've just got the, the UI, you know, like you're yes. just looking at the PS5 menu or you can also play uh, traditional 2D games, which is like shockingly effective in this one um around that around the big poster board movie screen looking thing floating in front of you is just pitch blackness even even where screen would be rendering something okay like you, so you that just sounds see nothing.
0: that sounds neat like so that yeah. immersion and, sounds nice
1: and like it's not the use case to buy this thing for but I played a decent amount of the Dead Space remake in this thing and it's like it's right there in your face and it's high res enough that it looks not as good as on a TV hmm. like you're still sacrificing a little bit of sharpness but the the immediacy of it, the filling your view right in your face part is kind of awesome. Like I might, I might play some more dead space that way. I'm not sure.
0: Is it comfortable to wear for, for that long period of time? Yeah.
1: uh, I don't think it's quite as, it's like 90% as comfortable as the previous headset, which was the most comfortable VR headset I've used. Like this one feels a little more front heavy. Like I feel like it weighs on your nose, maybe just a tad bit more. Okay. Um, and also the they call it the scope the, the the eyepiece part that slides in and out yeah like that yeah. feels that feels a tad bit flimsier okay which ho- hopefully will hold up over time but it maybe
0: like there's if, some slop in it
1: like I eh, it's like pulling on it feels like you're stressing the wrong parts mm-hmm. of the plastic a little bit unless you're kind of gentle with it I don't know. Um, and not a big deal.
0: And you've worn your glasses inside and, yeah. and it's been, I tried, much okay. I, I
1: tried without it and I couldn't see shit. Like I was <laughs> like, Oh, maybe these screens are close enough that I can get away without glasses. No, not so much.
0: Uh, can you, um, f- can you do that? Or can you? This doesn't come with extra lenses, right? Or anything? No, like that?
1: No, you okay. can get that for some PC headsets. There are places you can straight up send off your prescription to and get okay. like lens inserts to put in there, which is awesome. Maybe maybe they'll make that for this. I don't know. Like I think they're aftermarket, so hopefully, like if 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 they came up with that, I would totally spring for a pair. You actually. would because you don't I mean, want to wear your glasses in there. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten good enough at getting it on over the glasses that sure. it's not a huge deal. But it would still be the thing, The thing that I always do is somehow smudge my glasses badly putting it on it's not that it doesn't fit it's that i get in there and everything is a smudgy mess and then i have to clean them um anyway so it's comfortable
0: comfortable, uh yeah comfortable fits the hardware we've talked a lot about it yeah Yeah.
1: you can go out and read the spec list or or the feature set you know it's got it's got eye tracking Mm um what else does it have? I'm trying to think like just back of the box stuff. Like it comes with the two controllers that they've got finger tracking and all the motion stuff that you would want um, XYZ, you know, inside out tracking. So no external camera or sensor or anything to deal with. It's and like a, a huge, huge convenience feature.
0: A thing that I liked aside from, again, maybe the, none of this, this is new, but um, the implementation seemed nice. When you set up your play zone, if you move outside of your play zone, it seemed to immediately switch yeah. to the outside cameras to show you where you were, which I thought was actually pretty. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Like again, obviously the quests have been doing this for a while, but yeah, being able to define your play area, actually, honestly, it uses the depth cameras to, for the tracking, but it all, they also double as like a, you can see through the headset. You can see everything around you by pressing a button on the headset. Like that whole system makes this thing so much less like scary to use mm-hmm. in a small space it's still not great. I've still like smashed a couple of things randomly with my hand uh-huh. or walked into something I shouldn't have. Um, but yeah, you can, you can, it's got, it's got a user definable play area. You can see it on the stream where you just like use the controller as a wand to like paint on the ground where you want the quote unquote play area to end. And then, yeah, anytime, anytime you get near that and you can even set like a threshold for like how far away do I need to be okay. before you start throwing up big flashing red signs going, stop, um and it measures then get,
0: the controllers too, right? Even yeah, if the yeah, controllers if it, leave it.
1: Controllers and headset if you get nearer that thing. That's cool. You'll start to see the boundary appear and the, like then like red highlights on where you're about to like breach <laughs> breach the boundary, escape your VR cage. Right. Um but then the nicest thing is the second you go across that boundary, it drops you out of the game and cuts those cameras yeah. on so you it just immediately see everything around you. I, I think you like saw that once and, or like, twice yeah, during the yeah, stream where you walked into the
2: peak zone and that was Yes. Yeah,
1: no, no, no virtual going on in there. Um, it's it's it works very well. Like it's yeah. you know the, the tracking has been like 98 percent fine. Like okay. it is a little sensitive to brightness. Like I've had a couple times like too much sun coming in. Made it seem a little wobbly. Mm. Uh, and if it's too dark, it can't do shit. Um, but uh, yeah, like the hard, hardware experience, the onboarding, like pretty much the whole thing has been pretty way smoother than the first one. Okay. Uh, no camera, no
0: external camera yeah, involved no, this time. No nothing. No thank moves. God. Yeah. Move controllers. Uh, yes. All right. Call of the Mountain.
1: It's yeah. Call of the Mountain is pretty awesome. It's it's story based. Like it's your. It, it seems to be set between Horizon One and Two. There are familiar characters in there. Okay. Let's say, blameless Marad is your quest giver. Okay. Other characters might show up. Um, you are not Aloy, though. No, you're like a new character. You're a you're a you're a I think it's after the shadow Karja war stuff, but you're like a prisoner okay. of war being promised a pardon. If you go find your brother and solve a mystery about rampant machines. OK, Um, but it's like it's a first person thing. Like it's very tactile, like all the best stuff I've done with this thing is very tactile. You can grab stuff and throw it around. You can like pull a bow out and, you know, it's. Movements that map one to one with stuff in VR games—not not not a great revelation. That is the best use of the technology, but yeah, but they do a lot of that stuff here with the bow and arrow, with being able to pick stuff up and throw it. Um, like the climbing, generally is fine feels a little bit weird. It kind of feels more like you're using your hands to move the world around you than it feels like you are moving through the world. That was kind of what it
2: looked like when you were playing was this feeling that like it's there isn't that like sort like the strain is deeply unnecessary because as soon as you grip a thing and just move it, it will like everything will shift down with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's fine. Like it is more just funny to notice cognitively that you don't feel like you're climbing a thing. You just feel like you're moving a level around. Right. We're not Um, quite
0: there yet. no.
1: But, um, honestly, I well, I mean, also like you're getting armor upgrades, you're crafting like blaze and shock arrows as if it's a horizon game. Um, so you loot
0: an eyeball uh, lens from a watcher.
1: Yeah, there are challenges that I haven't done much of, but like the combat is the thing that's really impressing me, actually, because you get into these combat arenas and then they disable the movement. Like you can't walk like you could in more of the puzzle solving exploration stuff, but instead they give you like a dodge and a strafe. And so you're kind of now that I think about it, you're kind of like on runners. Sure. What is Is that a dolly or something? You're mm, basically, like a track, know, we, like a, yeah, like a track. Yeah. You're basically, you're basically operating in a ring around the thing you're fighting. Right. Or an arc and you can dodge and strafe back and forth, but it's pretty demanding. Like I, I, I did a fight this morning with three scrappers at once, mm. all running around, shooting at you and like occasionally running and trying to hit you and stuff. And so. It's like some pretty frantic management, actually, of strafing back and forth to dodge attacks and, like, pull out the right arrow you need to try to stun one of them to get it off your back for a minute. All bow? Then, all range, all, all, all bow so far. I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they give you more stuff later. Okay. But, like, it feels, like, fairly skill-based. It feels like something you can get pretty good at in a way that's really satisfying. Um, and, you know, the aiming of the bow. You're trying to hit weak points, shoot off. Plasma cannons and battery packs and stuff like it's horizon. So
2: I would say the bow look stuff was like maybe the jankiest looking part of that game, which isn't to say that it, like it seemed like you were able to hit stuff pretty easily. It's just that like the weird arms like floating into <laughs> yeah. the center of the screen thing yeah. just did not look great.
1: Uh, occasionally, it'll kind of get in your way a little bit, but it's 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 approachable enough. Um But then, yeah, they start having you jump like jump across straight up sheer drops, you know, say mm-hmm. jump across this Canyon and grab the ledge on the other side. They do slow down the action as you approach mm-hmm. the other side. So you have a second to get ready. But now I'm at the point where I've got these climbing axes and there are walls. You can only climb with climbing axes. So now it's like jump across this Canyon and pull out, pull out the pick axes before you've missed ah, the jump and, and hook living them in the wall. cliffhanger lifestyle. <clears throat> and I have, it's a little idiosyncratic how you, how it manages like, grip quote-unquote and that's what happened this morning was the grip doesn't work like you think it should and i just let go of both pickaxes while hanging from (laughs) the side of a yeah and the next thing i knew i was falling about 100 feet
0: oh man that's terrifying that's a a, lot i wonder if there's an option to like (laughs) <laughs> black the screen out sooner or something. It's in the possible. accessibility Is that I, terrifying?
1: It, it, it asks you when you start, it gives you like three presets for like, do you want comfort controls, veteran controls? Mm-hmm. Those are again, those are presets. You can actually drill down and there's like a dozen or more options for different types of turning and locomotion and grip and XYZ. So I've got it set to like whatever the kind of least assists uh, mode is off the bat, um, which I think is fine. Also as you saw on the stream you walk yeah. with your hands in that mode. Yeah. Like you hold a button and move your arms as if they're your legs to walk.
2: It's very yeah. silly, but you also I the- understand why they did it that way.
1: I'm sure I'm sure it looks silly to watch somebody doing it. It's weird though like mentally you can kind of get into a mode where you <laughs> mm-hmm. feel like your hands are You're your feet. You're thinking about it. Cuz you can then you can like creep, you know? You can like walk very slowly <laughs> to kind of peer around a corner and stuff. Um you definitely
0: have like a I don't know, like it's '70s, do the
2: hustle
0: uh, sure. thing going sure, on. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. a reference uh, everyone
2: listening to this podcast is definitely going to get. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Listen, if you don't know what the hustle is? Look it up.
1: Yeah, um, like you know, there there is some good stuff out there on PC in recent years. I haven't tried, but like this is one of the most fully realized video games in VR I have seen. Um, which is the Sony Advantage, right? Mm-hmm. That just yeah, the stuff stuff like Astrobot on the previous headset, like. Sony mate knows how to make some pretty fucking good video games. They just need to throw money at some of their teams to keep doing that. Um,
0: S- Sony's like pretty good at hardware sometimes too. Yeah. Well, sometimes like, uh, how's that battery life?
1: Um, all I, right? t- TBD. Okay. The controller battery behavior has been a little weird. Like the, the right controller has consistently been dying faster than the left controller. Um, just is maybe just something is off with my unit. I don't know.
0: So some, some people posited a couple of things when you were live streaming one that if you're, if a lot of the movements are mapped to the right hand, you will wind up using but that one more.
1: I thought about that, that maybe it's, maybe I'm just moving it more. Cause yeah, like yeah, you can horizon, you know, and, and no man's sky, which we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can set a dominant hand where like the, this. Yeah, so that's possible. So if you're know.
0: engaging the gyroscopes in the tracking, yeah, it's pos- and the whole That's thing possible. More, maybe,
1: maybe. I don't. I don't know. It's weird, but yeah. um, or it, it could okay. be.
0: It could be like the switch situation where one communi- one controller communicates with another controller. I think this is how it works. One communicates with the other controller, and that com- controller communicates with the main device. So, so it could be
1: one is. Yeah, I, I check that here. You can you can turn on and, and pair and just use the left controller without the right hand being on. OK, yeah, so I, I think they're independent here. OK, <clears throat> it's, it's been fine broadly. <laughs> like, I think you're, let's say, three to five hours of life okay. for the controllers, maybe, I mean, which is certainly more time <laughs> than you probably want to spend in VR.
2: Yeah, that's the thing is that, like, if you're spending five hours <laughs> in VR at a time, I'm going to say uh, stop.
1: Thing is, though, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm very impressed because you have an iron stomach. Yeah,
0: I wonder how expensive those controllers are. I bet they are not cheap.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if they're selling them separately.
0: I don't I would uh, doubt right now because hopefully nobody's broken out of the gate or you're not going to want a second pair, right? I guess unless you're doing marathon
1: sessions, I can't imagine any reason you would. Uh,
0: the only reason I would do it is be like, hey, kids. These are dad's VR controllers. You can use these and break them, but yes. uh, you don't use these. Yeah. I, I mean, somebody's going to throw one through a wall.
1: Yeah.
2: Almost assuredly.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's the kind of thing where they would just direct you to support a <laughs> warranty or whatever. But like, like I'm looking, I don't see that they're selling them separately uh, much. I think it's probably one of those kinds of things where it's like, well, if you have the headset, you have the controllers. Yeah, why would right. we need to sell extra ones? Much right like now. the... Much like my broken PS5 stand that I cannot just replace. There you go. So, Sony, I would give you $30 for a new stand. It's, I know you, the profit margin on that would be huge. Just sell me one, please.
2: You know would you got you- a warehouse full of those things.
1: <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah, Horizon's very cool.
2: Okay. What do you want to talk about next?
1: No Man's Sky blew my fucking mind about 30 minutes ago. Okay. Um, it it, it had, had VR support previously. Yes. And the last time I played it in VR was when Sean Murray was showing it to me at a PSVR event like four years ago or something. Okay. Uh, so I don't think I played it after it came, after it launched. But the Fractal update, I mean, they update that game so much. Like, that thing is just a, like, the thing is like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. The way they keep putting out, like, how many games are like this? I mean, yes, some games get updates like this, but, like, they've put out so many updates for free for that game that you buy once and then just get like years of extra stuff. Updates. It's crazy yeah. Yeah. how they support that game. It's just so cool. Um, anyway, the fractal update came out this morning and near as I can tell, they have like fully reworked the UI in this thing for yeah. VR, despite it having VR be- before. That's kind of how they're describing it. And I looked at like some of the, some of the features that really blew me away. I went out and looked and as far as I can tell on, reading on like the verge and stuff. I think they are mostly new features,
0: but you haven't, but to be fair, you haven't been in, in it, in VR for quite a while. So no. And,
1: and yeah. I use, and it was using PlayStation moves last time I played it, you know? Okay. So it's like, those are of limited capability, right. let's say, uh, and now you have nice modern controllers, but like, it's just all the UI feels so goddamn science fiction. Now <laughs> it is so cool. Like when you get in there, you've got floating hands, And you very subtly notice there's a little holographic icon hovering over your left wrist. Okay. And then they quickly tell you, hey, to access your menu, hold up your wrist and point at it with your other hand. Like using the finger
0: pointer and stuff? You you don't even hit a
1: button. You literally just hold your wrist up and point at it with the other hand. And this big holographic menu pops out of your wrist and like tracks your arm movement as it just floats in front of you. Oh, wow. (laughs) You you use your other hand to like go through it. It's like some Iron Man shit or whatever. Okay. Um,
0: Minority report. uh, Yes. Swiping.
1: Yeah. So like to use anything now, you like point at it, hold a button and pull. Okay. It's like you have to kind of, you should try it when you get your headset. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I absolutely will.
1: Um, I'm trying to think what else was in there. It's like, like the, the hand-mounted flashlight maps. So when night happens and all of a sudden you're just waving this flashlight around, um, like all the, all the HUD is very much floating and VR appropriate now. Like some of this again may have been in the original VR version, but they've definitely gone further with it. I know like the shield, like the, the energy shield you can get, like has got some better, better functionality there. Did like you get getting in the ship, in, yes, getting in the ship is bananas. I think I think probably some of this has been in the previous VR version, but like it's all like actual ship controls. You know, mm. like I, I think some of that definitely was, but it's like to speed up, and slow down. There's just a throttle that you pull back and forth. You know, and you have to grab the stick and for the flight stick in front of you to move the ship to steer the ship. Like it's. Pretty great.
0: Does it okay? So when you describe it, does it feel weird that there's no tactile resistance or anything when you're doing those things like moving a throttle? Or it's fine. Your brain just adjusts. It's
1: fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a moment where it felt like I, I I moved the throttle in the VR world as far as it would visually go, but then I still kept pushing it and it kept accelerating <laughs> past that or something. Like okay. It <laughs> felt weird. a little strange. I don't know if my brain was just not interpreting. Yeah. Um,
0: so, I mean, there are haptics in the controllers and there are haptics yeah. in the headset. Uh, yeah, have you felt any of that stuff? Like I,
1: like- I just, the headset buzzes when you turn it on uh-huh. and outside of that, I cannot remember feeling haptics in the headset. That doesn't mean okay. they're not using them, but if they are hmm. like, they're just, I'm just extremely not registering them consciously. Was the, 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 ve- the, the hand, the controller, the hand haptics are much more noticeable.
0: Was the VR stuff in no man's sky enough to get you to want to jump back into no man's yes. sky. And, yeah. I, okay. I
1: kind of, I want to play more of that and see if, I mean, I've tried many times and I usually only stick with it for a few. I've got maybe 30, 30 hours in that game. Cumulatively 40 over some years.
0: You got your Normandy, right? But
1: yes, I did. I got the Normandy on both consoles. Oh man. For all that. No man's <laughs> sky. I've been playing. <laughs> um that's cool uh,
0: yeah i wanted to, that's a free update right
1: yes that's okay. free um i'm trying to think uh res infinite and tetris effect yeah are getting updates those are 10 bucks a piece if you own the games previously on the ps4 um but they're also adding some other stuff like tetris effect is getting a bunch of new like kind of standard tetris modes oh, like okay. score score attack modes and stuff like that so there's just more game there as well res uses the eye tracking really to aim, to aim. Oh, Um, like you can straight up just be in res painting targets with your eyes
0: for you. Has it worked well for you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's very responsive. Like the eye tracking has been basically flawless, even with glasses on. Okay. And it's kind of eye tracking in general, both in res and like horizon, a lot of games use it for menus. It seems, or at least horizon does, um,
0: optional right because obviously there are going to be people who uh, you know have one eye or you know it's not working well for them
1: i want to say you can i believe you can just disable eye tracking at the system level but then also horizon makes it like a a top level menu toggle like there's just a straight up like press r3 to disable eye tracking right there so like certainly don't have to engage with it but it's really something to get used to because you're not used to input being tied to where you're glancing with your eyeballs right yes it's like i it's fine, but like playing Res for the first time, once you get used to it, it's going to be amazing. But at first I was like, why do I keep aiming at stuff? I don't mean to, oh, right. My eyes are an input device now. This yeah. is insane. So, is yeah. it,
0: does it like, I don't know, once you're conscious of it, do your eyes like get tired? Like scanning around the screen? Uh, it, okay. No,
1: not that I've noticed. I mean, okay. you can also use the controller Okay, there. So that's fine. It's weird. Like,
0: um, I... I- we we didn't talk we we talked about this on the stream, but it's worth mentioning. Um, as of the recording, yes, or a Monday or sorry Tuesday, and then the uh, recording here, it has been plugged into PCs by various people. It does not get recognized as a as not a, as of de- this date. As not a
1: the- well. Th- What I said, I I need to follow up on this. I I think I've I've seen somebody plugged it into like the USB C on their graphics card, and it did come up as a display as like a generic DisplayPort device. Interesting. Which doesn't which doesn't mean a whole lot off the bat, but I think that does mean that it's like it's not at least not like fully encrypting or scrambling everything it's doing. So there might be potential there. Who knows?
0: But it does not work on a PC, basically. At this, absolutely not. Yeah,
1: no. And and like I said on the stream, I'm I I think it's I think it's safe. Like definitely do not do not buy this thing assuming it will work on PC at some point Fair, like, yeah. mm-hmm. go in. I think the safest thing is to go in, assuming it, it never will. And then if, and when it does, it'll be a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, that thing's not even out widely. It's just a few people got it early. So yeah. like, I think in the next week or two, we will definitely start getting more insight into what, if any potential is there. The reason
0: I bring that up is, um, one of the things I would love to check out with this, cause I've heard other VR are very good with it is Microsoft's flight simulator. Which obviously, this thing not going to uh,
1: yeah, you know. Hey, man, let's see Phil Spencer get out there and commit to ten years of flight simulator on the PlayStation Five. Uh-huh. We'll Maybe that we will approve this merger. Uh,
0: yeah. So, like uh, those kind of things uh, with the eye tracking and the uh, was it foveated, uh, uh, foveated or foveated? I'm not red red sure red how
1: red. I should look that up. Um, yeah, that's
0: those, those kind that, of things are cool. Uh, I think I want to say, boy, this is where people could absolutely feel free to correct me. Actual fighter pilot pilot helmets have that eye tracking built in for um uh, putting the HUD huh. over
2: over where that, they're looking. There is definitely some advanced technology in fighter pilot helmets that has some version of that now. Um, yeah. But I that's I think that stuff has also been around in some form or another for years.
1: That's super random. I came upon a white paper last night from like 2004. I was like looking up some information about old IRC clients. I found a white paper about United States Navy command groups using MIRC and Zircon, which is another old IRC client I used to use to coordinate like fleet movement type stuff.
0: Listen, man, we, we've you've seen uh, you've seen enough submarine movies to know when communication it's, goes down.
1: Mm-hmm. I maybe I'll link that white paper in the notes. In, Silly, in
0: the- get on Trillion. Anyway, <laughs> I, mean, I need I need every I, every client get on pigeon. I,
1: I hope the government bought an MiRC license. That's all I can say. <laughs> no, they just the they man. Just... The man deserves the money. Um. Anyway, uh, eye tracking. Yes, eye uh, tracking Rendo. for res infinite. Yes, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Like again, a lot of the stuff we played on the stream or that I have played has been out for a while. So you tried that rogue like, uh, which seemed tough the light brigade. I need to put more time into that. I didn't fully understand how the inventory worked when we went in. Mm. Um, but even once I did, mm. I lasted about 10 seconds in there. It's very hard.
0: Uh, it seemed so, to, so what do you think general, I'm going to just pull back again, VR I, and c- people listening. It's okay. It's coming from a place of p- PlayStation VR one and early VR, but. In your sense, going in now, and you've had more experience with VR than either of Alex or I have, uh, is movement pretty much figured out in in ways, or are people still experimenting with how to kind of locomote different and, methodologies? Yeah, get get you around um,
1: this this hand based walking in Horizon is I have never seen before. I don't know if okay. that's been done in previous games or other other software. I'm not sure.
0: Is free walking just fine at this point? Um,
1: it's it's pretty much fine. I mean, it's okay. really just space dependent.
0: No, no, I, I mean with a controller, like uh, using like a thumbstick to just move your character oh, around. Oh, 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 oh. Or is yeah, that most, so, like nausea inducing?
1: Um, I feel like I'm, I, this is anecdotal, and I feel like I'm seeing more games that just default to smooth walking, smooth okay. locomotion than I used to, but smooth turning almost nobody is. Like occasionally okay. they'll say, hey, you can enable this at, at start if you want, but almost everybody is uh, <laughs> defaulting to the, the incremental turning because that is... <laughs>
0: That'll get your stomach going. That's
1: that one's rough. Yes, okay. the walking is not. I have not found is so bad. Okay, um, but No Man's Sky defaulted to teleporting still. Okay, like which is the I think the the maximalist like don't get sick and throw up position is teleport for walking and stutter turning for turning. Can you and not not smooth can, anything?
0: Can you toggle that to smooth walking?
1: In No, Man's, no Sky, Man's Sky, yeah, it was it was, okay. it was pretty easy to do. Um, actually. Probably the sickest I have felt in this thing is vehicle. roll. Oh, the other thing with No Man's Sky, the fucking jet pack.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. The jet pack. Yeah.
1: Was worse than falling off of that cliff. In oh, yeah. Uh, okay. like not, yeah. I could see that. Not, not worse. Like, I mean, I, if I did it enough, I probably would get sick. But like, not worse in a like, oh, this is awful. Never do that again. But more of a just like. <laughs> I my stomach did a cartwheel when I. Ooh. Turned on the jetpack the first time, got to the apex, and then ran out of juice and plummeted to earth again. Oh. Like, like I felt, I really felt like I was falling. It was Ooh. wild and kind of cool, but also scary.
2: Yeah, like, um, I get that sensation every once in a while when I'm, like, falling asleep. That, like, oh, you've just fallen over a cliff sensation, and I always start out of bed yeah, when that happens. Like I don't it, think I want that in a it, VR. It,
1: it was very physical in my stomach of feeling, like, the the, the plummet.
0: Or even uh, when uh, I have problems, even like in Assassin's Creed, when I would miss a jump, yeah. and just like my whole lower, everything, like my testicles and everything,
2: would just rise up and be like, "Oh, oh, oh. Uh, all right, we're what eighty episodes and ninety episodes in. <laughs> this is the first time Vinny has said that his testicles right. on this podcast. All right, t- t- testicles sure? rise up. There's <laughs> our title. We're here. We finally did it
1: <laughs> for the week.
2: Uh it's an adult well- show, folks. <laughs> I said, at
0: least I said, all right, my testes. uh, No, you said testicles. You did say testicles. I'm sure I've said, talked about my testicles before. Anyway. Not on this podcast. I would remember. um, That feeling sounds dangerous uh, for something like a jetpack or VR or I... I am very sensitive to that stuff, so I, I don't know. Sounds-
2: yeah, I don't get motion sick, but, like, jerky motions where I feel like I'm going to fall or um, I am up on something that is incredibly precarious, that just immediately makes me turtle up. Like, I just I can't deal with it.
1: I've, I've never had motion sickness issues in cars or in first-person games or anything. VR is the first place that I've had issues with it. Um I mean, if you're going to get
2: I'm, it, that's probably the place. I still think yeah. about that stream we did with the Google Maps VR and you and you just like wanting to lie down on the floor being I like, I, I don't li- want to be here it's, anymore. I think I did lie down on the you floor. You did. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I had to lie down once this weekend. I pushed it further than I should have. I should have listened to my mm. inner ear and gotten out of there and did not. And oh. by the Always time I did get out of there, the inner ear. It was it was about ten minutes or ten to fifteen minutes of thinking I might throw up right now. Like like I had to I had to go lie down. I was like I might throw up, and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I made it. So to be Um, to
0: be clear, the mine wasn't the motion stick stuff. Mine was we were doing the street map stuff in the Google VR and it pinned it we were like oh let's go check out the empire state building put a pin over there it put me on the top of the empire state literally building. on top huh? of the
2: needle yeah you're looking down and i
0: think i just collapsed the floor of my hands and knees and like, yeah you're said, like i, I can not want
2: to be i remember <laughs> you moaning saying i don't want to be here right now <laughs> yeah that was that's like a night that's like a yeah nightmare. that's a nightmare And I, I, here's yeah. the thing you were right i get yeah. it yeah.
1: yeah anyway yeah I, I accidentally turned on photo mode in no man's sky at one point which works exactly like you think it does and accidentally zoomed way out above my body very rapidly, Ooh, and that was a weird one too. Of it's like, like oh just my been god, raptured. <laughs> yes, like I have literally left my body and I'm floating away. Ooh, I bet um, there's some
0: really cool stuff people could get into. I'm sure they have already. Yeah, with, with those things,
1: I, I I talked about it on the stream. I saw there's a clip going around on Twitter or probably elsewhere of um the Dark Pictures game Switchback, yes. right? The Dark Pictures Switchback, I believe, yeah. is the name of that. Which is it's very similar to that until dawn VR game they did for PSVR one, which is basically like it's a, a literal carnival, roller right? coaster. Yeah, like you're yeah. literally in like a minecart roller coaster kind of thing, shooting gallery type stuff. But like, they seem to be maybe not a surprise. Like horror is a great place to leverage some of these weird technologies. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yes, like they're doing they're doing the thing. And there was a person green screened into this footage, so you can kind of see them reacting as you see the game. Like, they're doing the thing where every time you blink, like, a bunch of creepy shit gets closer to you when you open your eyes again. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I'm really excited to see. And, again, that's just that's just throw budget at developers, you know? Like, we just need games to get funded for this thing to see more stuff like that. So, I hope that's coming.
0: Did that Resident Evil 8 VR get patched up uh, to this? I didn't
1: think to check this morning. As okay. of the last time I looked, it had not. So, um, speaking of
0: horror and VR...
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, having played re seven, I'm guessing that's pretty similar. Okay. Um, I'd hope, I mean, there's a PS five version of re seven out. I hope to God they port that VR mode from that game to this. I'm not holding my breath for that. I would, I, mean, I would be great if they did.
0: They fast. I mean, listen, developers have to be incentivized to put this work in, but like stuff like super hot stuff like, uh, well, Moss is Moss and one and two are up there, right? Yes. They're, those they, are yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, what was the what was the uh like launch vr uh shooter thing they had around um i think it used the controller like a weird uh attachment controller for the move for
1: playstation for first, vr one yeah uh, uh,
0: i don't think it like had legs or anything but it was the one they kept showing where you'd lean out and kind of shoot and it had that big plasticky white controller you'd stick a move in
1: oh god what was that i have completely forgotten yeah
0: i can't remember either um Um, but like it'd be nice if they brought a lot of that stuff over because there wasn't too much stuff on the playstation vr it'd be nice if a lot of it came over at least the best stuff come over i don't know if that counts as the best
1: yeah we'll we'll see they they just announced like 10 more games yesterday and there's a state of play this week that's got vr yeah i mean so hopefully hopefully they get behind it
0: the nice thing about me not being in vr for the last five plus years is that there's plenty of stuff on the PC that can come over that will be new to me that I didn't get to I mean, listen, is Half-Life Alex going to come over? Probably not in the near future, but I would love it. Uh, One day
2: there will be a uh, let's just say a fuchsia box that comes out from Steam that has some games in it and I bet that will be in there.
1: I hope they do that. They really should do that. Some people were asking in the wake of our stream if I had ever played Half-Life Alex. Yes. I played enough of it to think it was cool as hell. And also that my windows mixed reality headset was maybe not the, I mean, it was uh, fine. Like that, headset's not terrible, but it's like kind of on the lower end of specs. And I played enough Alex to go like, I kind of wish I had a better headset for this. Cause this mm. seems awesome. And the PSVR two is that better headset. And I really hope they put Alex out on it. They absolutely should. More people should get to play that. Put me out on it. <laughs> yes. Do it. Yes. Put me um, on VR. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, did you? I, did, I didn't. I just found out last night that Merle Dandridge, the voice of Alex, is in that new Last of Us show. Huh. I did not realize. Huh. That's a, a random fact for you. All right. Um, what else? Kayak VR Mirage is oh, amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seems very peaceful of that. in a, like, a very nice way. It's chill, except for the kind of quasi-multiplayer races, which are decidedly not chill but otherwise if you just want to sit in a kayak and like paddle around an extremely nice looking naturalistic environment with some very pretty water. Like it seems like a nice place to just go chill maybe for 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the day. Seems all right. Like I might. Yeah. And, and the kayak is it's the physics on the water physics on paddling the kayak and everything feel like super right. Okay. Which is, which is always great. Um, that thing's cool. But it's that, and Gran Turismo Seven are the things that if that I've had some queasiness coming mm. out of if I like of anything that's like a vehicle feels like it's kind of the thing. I think it's probably just because you're moving more, right? Probably. Like when you're on foot, you're just stationary whenever you want to be, and in a boat or a car, you're kind of moving forward all the time. Anyway, the
0: Gran Turismo stuff looked very nice. Yeah, from what yeah. we could see—it looks good.
1: The, the, the car, good. the car, the car, the the interior of the car looked amazing. Yeah. Everything around it looked good, like not mind-blowing fidelity, but like the environment looked pretty good, too. But that's GT7
2: is the thing. Yeah. Is it like the, the car stuff in that game looks absolutely incredible, and then a lot of the track stuff looks a little less so?
1: Yeah. So. Um, I'm sitting here looking at the PSVR1 launch games and just thinking like, man, that'd be cool if they ported Super Cube to this. Mm. I bet that's not going to happen, but.
0: That painting game what was
1: the, uh, which one? I mean, there's, there's tilt brush, but tilt I don't brush, know if that, that's, did that come one. out on PSVR? That was mainly a, um, Oh, I thought PC, it was a PC a, thing.
0: Oh, maybe I'm thinking of, um, confusing it with something else. I thought you used the, the move controllers for some painting thing.
1: Yeah. There may have been something else like that. Tilt brush is a Google thing. I'm not sure ah. if it's, I mean, painting in like 3d painting in VR is a natural fit. Mm. I would, I've not, I would not be shocked if there was something similar on PSVR
0: wonder if Kerbal 2 will get a PSVR 2. I don't
1: know.
0: Seems like that'd be all right, building your spaceships. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in PSVR 2? I think that
1: covers most everything. Like, I'm kind of looking for a list of every single announced game.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, there are a bunch Which of other, it? like, launch things, but, like, we haven't necessarily had the time to play them all yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've tried most of what I have access to. Uh, Tentacular was pretty awesome on that stream. That game um, seemed
2: cool, I like that yeah, thing,
1: yes, i mean it's it's your classic like let's fuck some shit up in a wacky yeah. way in v r kind of thing. let's just grab stuff and throw it everywhere. I mean, but there are puzzles there it's 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 cool and
0: uh, again, what the that I, I think that came out last year, but like, yeah I yeah that that's v r
1: that that I believe has been out for about a year. uh what the bat is cool, but it sounds like they had an issue, basically, it wants you to be in room scale. So
2: I think they fixed that.
1: Yeah, okay. Or so they, d- are they are they, they, fixing it. If
2: the patch has not gone out yeah, yet, I'd, one is I going saw, out.
1: I saw I saw that they are going to fix that, but I don't think it's out yet. But that seemed cool, but I didn't get to play much of it because it wants you to have more space than you almost certainly have. I mean, you got bats um, for hands. What else? Um, I think that's most everything.
0: I saw Gorn got announced for PlayStation VR 2, which is a game I just happened to like from the, my yeah. time with VR that that weird gladiator game where you're smashing smashing people in the head seemed fun the
1: uh the classic wikipedia list of PlayStation VR2 games i don't mm-hmm. think is is a thing yet i'm trying to just find everything coming out for that thing so like uh,
0: i do you think Call of the Mountain is PSVR2's like thing people will be talking about the closest thing to a killer app yeah i
1: don't i don't know if i'd quite call it a killer app like it's not quite that amazing but it's very solidly built and much more fully featured than i expected like it's much more of a real game than i had any right to hope i think um
0: it's a big i mean it's a it's a over 500 hundred dollar in yeah you're probably 600 probably when you get the charging charging cradles and all that stuff um it's a big ask w- with i think the software lineup they have right yeah. now which is yeah. a bunch of ported stuff and some older re-releases yeah.
1: that's 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 why i like we need to see some new exclusives getting announced because stuff stuff like that dark pictures game looks cool you know like we yeah. need a lot more of that i think to justify the price i mean the way i look at it is that in an absolute sense it's a pretty expensive buy-in you know it's a yeah four to five hundred dollar console and a 550 dollar right. thing and then games on top of that right but from a like,
0: dollar amount yeah.
1: Right, right. But by by PC standards, though, like it's relatively inexpensive. Like you're you're getting in, you're getting like a full VR experience here. For people are going to quibble about this and be like, "Oh, I could build a good VR PC better <laughs> for cheaper than four hundred dollars." But you, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I totally well, by I the time you're, you're saying, in for the video card,
0: the headset, the the computer, it's yeah. Those like, things are going to the scales are going to start tipping one way or another.
1: It's it's generally cheaper than you're going to get PC, an equivalent PC experience and like the, just the ease of entry, you know, it's literally Mm -hmm. just hook up a video game console, plug one cable into the front of it, put the headset on and go. Yeah. So,
0: so there are a couple of flavors of PC headset now, right? That you said the pro before, like the
1: Oculus is the one that's been like revving their stuff the most. Like, I don't think, there has been another index since the index has there. I don't know. I as really don't I pay know. that much attention in the, like, in the PC space. Like, like the Vive pro happened, but that was also very exciting. I think that thing launched at like what? 12, 1300 or something. Really? Okay. Um, is that also still lighthouses? Vive pro vive pro is years old at this point. Uh, yes, the vive pro was still lighthouses. Um, all the Oculus stuff is inside out tracking and has been for a while. God, I hope the, Vi- Oh God, there is a vive pro too. Okay. 14, $1,400. I, I don't follow very closely the PC headset space. Like I just kind of come across it now and then.
0: So if this, if this did have third party or a mod support to work on the PC with the steam store, uh, uh, you know, marketplace and, or the Facebook, what do they call it? The Facebook meta marketplace would you would you say this is a no brainer headset? To yeah, get?
1: It's, if if you want a headset, yeah. Okay. This is, uh,
0: uh, to be clear, it does not now. So people yeah, listening, that, it does not. But
1: yeah, assuming full compatibility, that it runs literally anything that SteamVR can run. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty compelling pitch.
0: Stuff does run if you have like uh, Oculus on the Steam Store, right? You can get that. Yeah, to there
1: work. there are ways. Yeah, okay. there are ways to get Oculus stuff running on non Oculus headsets because Oculus is the only company like big company out there still throwing money at games or throwing money at software really. Okay. All right. In, in a, in a major way that I'm aware of
0: operation, get this thing to work on a PC. So yeah,
1: it, it would be cool as hell. If it happens, I just, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. We're not like I, would,
0: I would be cool. Even if it worked, the headset worked and I had to go buy, you know, uh, different controllers, you know, if I had to go buy the, um, the, uh, Vive, Pro controllers or something like that. Um, just depending on how much they are, I haven't even looked them up. I'm sure they're very expensive also, but it'd be neat. It'd be neat. I'd play with a, you know, listen, I'd play with a controller. I just want yeah. it I just want it to work on a PC.
1: Yeah, All right. Also, also also unclear to me if you would need a USB C port on your graphics card, which I think is a distinct possibility. I'm not hundred percent on that. Mm. But I think there are not a ton of GPUs out there with USB C out yet. <sighs> so that could also be a barrier. I don't know.
0: Let's get my solder iron i'll get my uh iron os uh stuff. yep all right um anything else about the psvr before we take a I break think,
1: i think that's it it's okay. it's kind of what i expected it to be which is a very solid headset extremely generally good experience um just fingers crossed that the games keep coming
0: i'm curious how many people listening have you know are because you, you have to be ps5 in right you have to have a ps5 and then also be willing to shell out 600 bucks for this experience. I wonder how many people listening are like, Oh yeah, I'm all the way in or like never, not a chance, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a big ask. Yeah. Uh,
1: And my, my guess, I mean, there's pure speculation. I would guess this thing is expensive enough to make that. We're not going to see the rapid price cuts that we saw to the first PSVR. I
0: suspect if we do, then we know that we're not getting any other games in the near future because that means nobody bought this thing.
1: Uh, Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about like a dragon Ishin, and a couple more games before we head over to the news. Stick around. We'll be back soon. This week's show is brought to you by rocket money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro.
2: I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one. Place. says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com/nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com/nextlander. rocketmoney.com/nextlander. Thanks Rocket Money. We're back and now uh, I don't have a I'm just trying to think of a virtual segue Like a Dragon Virtually
1: mm-hmm. a Yakuza game From the future to the past
2: Uh huh To the distant oh. past and the recent past Because this is an old game about Older <laughs> Japan yeah, okay. this,
1: this thing I keep forgetting this thing is like Way older than you might think Right
2: 24 13 or 14, I think, is like, when it originally released. Oh, wow. Yeah, that like, is older.
1: Like, wasn't this a PS3 game? It
2: started as, it might have been one of those, like, PS3, PS4, like, cross-launch type things. It was definitely yeah. in that
1: range. I be- I'm, I'm going to double check here. But
2: I think the original game was running on the, what was essentially then the Yakuza Zero engine.
1: Um, yes, this did release on the PS3 as well. Okay.
0: So we talked a little bit about this previously. I think we talked about it in a preview mode. And yeah, now, I went to a preview
2: uh, event. And I played a full chapter of it before.
0: And now you have played or are currently
2: playing. Yeah, I'm now. a couple chapters into it. Um, like a lot of these games, it's slow going in the beginning. It has a long wind up before you really kind of get into the meat of the story. Um, like that first chapter alone is a couple of hours. Um But yes, this is a game that is a side story to all things uh, Yakuza slash Like a Dragon. Um, As I mentioned before, the characters in this game are the likenesses and the voice actors that you know from the Yakuza games, but they are playing different characters in a 1860s, I believe, Japan.
0: Okay, right, yes.
2: Like, the game kind of kicks off with at least allusions to European explorers slash invaders arriving in Japan and sort of throwing the whole, you know, samurai system into some degree of chaos. Uh, And they talk about things like the Dutch medicine and the black ships and all this other stuff. And there's actually like a little bit of like you can click on a thing if you want to learn more about what this reference is, because there is a lot of like history in here. Uh, as far as like this era and what they're portraying, but at its core, this is a Yakuza style melodramatic beat 'em up story where you are revenging family things that have happened, and, went, and I think your dad gets killed, and so you're on a quest to find out the person, to find the person who killed him, who is a ninja that was using a very particular style of swordsmanship that is not often seen. So that is your only lead, and that's what you're hunting down.
0: And so timeline wise, this is, um, we have gunpowder, I assume. Like, are there like, you have a gun, you have a gun. And, and this is also kind of the tail end of the samurai.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, uh, I'm, I'm not a Japanese history expert, just clear with this right now, but this is not the end end, but it is definitely in the waning era of the samurai feudalism and like they're, you know, I think in this era the Emperor is out of power, but also there is a large movement to try and put the Emperor back in power. I guess I guess I should say my question is
0: guns and swords.
2: Yes. In the, fact <laughs> there is a style okay. that is a gun and sword combo style. Okay. But you it's still a beat-em-up. Like you can still just punch dudes and throw fucking, you know, like benches at them if you want to, but There's a sword style, there's a straight-up gun style, and then there's a combo style as well, and those are like your four main fighting styles.
0: Is there an English VO for this game, or is it all... Do you just
2: play with the Japanese? I don't think they did a dub for this one. Yeah, I
1: don't think they've done English dubs in a long time, have they?
2: No, 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 they started doing them again recently. Oh, they they did? Yes, so with Judgment, I believe, was the first one they did an English dub for, and then they also did one for the, the... Yakuza seven.
1: Okay. I, I still remember, I mean, this was when we were still at GameSpot, the very first Yakuza that came yeah. out over here. They dumped a ton of money into getting celebrity voice actors. For like it Michael and Madsen it. and Mark. Michael Hamill. A Madsen, like a like a stacked cast i saw a quote
2: recently that someone asked mark hamill about that game and he said i don't even remember being in it ah (laughs) that's that's fair that guy voice acts a lot i get it and also that dub was fucking terrible
1: uh rachel lee cook was in it eliza dushku michael madsen Michael rosenbaum
2: yeah they got away from it for a while but the thing is Uh, the the localizations back then also weren't as good
1: like the I remember I just they 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 hyped up the voice cast so much and then the game did not sell. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Just> like, "Oh, <laughs> maybe we're just not going to do English VO for these anymore." Well,
2: I feel like part of the problem and again, I I, I did not come into these games until later. It was Yakuza 0 that really like, got me into them. But my recollection was they very much tried to market this as Japan's answer to GTA and no one bought it. Like it just did not fit. like the the vibe of that did never really yeah. c- carried over.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's super not that, right? I mean, it's never been that, right?
2: No, I mean, it is it is technically an open world, but it is a very condensed open world. It's yeah. an open neighborhood game, basically. Right.
1: And very story-driven. It's, yeah. not, it's not like emergent chaos, like what you think of a Western open world game being. No,
2: the closest you get to that is some of the combat stuff where, you know, you're, I mean, by the time they get to Yakuza 7, you are literally calling in summons. But even back then, it was more just like, hey, look at all the objects you can break over a dude's head. Right. Right, it was like
0: it's, it's. this one also kind of quarantined encounters where like you get an encounter and then you're you're battling in a zone?
2: Yeah, I mean, so this feels like it's running in the Kawami engine, which is the one they used to to remake one and two. Um, it's. I'd say the combat feels like a little bit more old school Yakuza mm-hmm. than like where things kind of ended up, even with the Judgment games. Um, and I do kind of miss a little bit of the f- dynamics of the current combat system, but it's not unfun. But yes, a lot of these combat encounters, you're kind of being funneled into areas, and some of them are a little more open. Like, when you run into dudes on the street, you can kind of run around a little bit and find okay. stuff and, and, and attack, but th- it's there's definitely like, hey, here's your conversation bubble, here's your, you know, these narrow walkways. I think you're in Kyoto primarily in this one. I think you start out in another town, but, like, it seems like most of the game takes place in old Kyoto. Uh, and you know, it's, it's an 1860s city. So it's, it's a very different environment from what these games usually go for, but it still has that same storytelling flavor to it.
1: Also extremely not a, uh, Japanese history expert, but like, do they touch on the kind of like isolationism and like they, they, I believe this was around the time they were kind of opening up to more foreign trade and like commerce and is, is that I, I like the references you made earlier I was not familiar with about like Dutch medicine and stuff like that is that is that part I, of that I didn't that, know much or?
2: about that stuff either going in but it's like they just start hammering you with that stuff pretty quick of like people are just talking about stuff that's happening like they're it's interesting there's a lot of in I think depending on which region you're in some of the regional slang is uh localized as very british like huh. they're using like britishy kind of slang uh, to sort, I don't, and I don't know if that's because that's the kind of terminology that was infected by English explorers appearing there, or if that has some other thing. I I don't know all the context for that. That might they have also sometimes translated regional Japanese dialect into more Eurocentric slang or American regional slang to sort of represent that it is different here, but. It's, again, I, I don't know all the... the ISO. Like I, I haven't gotten far enough into it to see how deep it's going with that stuff, but it is telling a story of a, a country that feels like it is very much at odds with itself, and some of that seems to be the direct result of making contact with Europeans.
1: Huh, okay. That sounds interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Is there a Yakuza crime syndicate in the uh, 1860s?
2: No, so you do hook up with this cadre of... I'm going to call them Samurai, though they seem very more like a militia. Okay. Uh, And they seem like they kind of run the show, but it's where I'm at in the story. It is it it is undetermined exactly like are they a criminal enterprise or are they literally just the enforcement part of the power structure here? I don't know all the ins and outs yet.
0: A ronin is a samurai who has no masterless lead, right? yes okay okay
2: and i lots of people are interchangeably referred to as ronin here but there's also like they get into some of the stratuses of like different kinds of samurai like the goshi versus the joshi and all that kind of stuff and i this is not anything i knew anything about going you into are going to be
0: an expert by the time you're
2: done maybe so i don't know <laughs> i i've seen some people say that like the way the story ties up it it touches on some of the more nationalistic stuff regarding Japan and its politics of this era, but maybe does not, like, really get into any kind of meaningful commentary on that stuff. Hmm. But it's not the first time these games would use some aspect of Japanese politics more as window dressing than as something that is, like, a real political statement.
0: Have they revisited um, the Like a Dragon Ishin series? Uh, is there a two? Or is there a sequel in Japan?
2: <sighs> I wa- okay, so there's another... Gaiden style game that is a zombie game I remember and that is a you are fighting zombies in Kamurocho with the main characters okay so not not there specifically there might have been a second one I don't remember off the top of my head okay but for a longest time no one thought any of these games were going (laughs) to come out in the US and then Yakuza exploded over here and they just started looking for anything they could put out here (laughs)
1: There there is that other spin-off that we talked about last time you played this game like a Dragon Gaiden the man who erased his name.
2: Okay, yes. Which
1: is is the other one that's coming out this year?
2: Oh, so that is coming out. Oh, right, that's the new one though, that's right? new one, yeah. Oh, is that one brand new? I think, I think that one new is one. new.
1: Okay, I, yeah, maybe you Okay, right. Okay, I thought, I thought that was a similar situation to this, of this had been out in Japan and was coming out.
2: So globally. my understanding is that that is a game that is taking place within the Yakuza 7 timeline, and I think it is about Kiryu. Okay. Because Kiryu has a very small part in Yakuza 7, and I think this might be fleshing out some of the stuff around his character and why he's even in that game.
1: A lot of going on with the franchise, which I still want to call Yakuza, even though it's not called Yakuza anymore.
2: Well, I mean, they just changed the US name to that fairly recently. I mean, it was always Like a Dragon in Japan, but, like, it's been Yakuza here for so long that I think that's going to be hard to shake.
0: And then it's still Like a Dragon 8 at some point. That's, I think, next year. The, okay, yeah. All right, Like a Dragon. Are you gonna you think you're going to keep going with this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been a... Lo- I, I like judgment or lost judgment okay, but uh you know, it's been just long enough since Yakuza Seven that I feel like I'm willing to throw some hours into another one of these until the next big one comes. The big one And I never played this one, so uh, Like a Dragon Ishin out
0: now. Catch it. Yeah. Uh or out
2: a while ago if you're in the right. And territory. now out now. But yeah, also yeah. a while ago, but now too.
0: Uh, I finished up Deliver Us Mars, the sequel to Deliver Us the Moon.
2: Gonna say that probably wasn't very long, was it?
0: You know, it was the right length, okay. say. Okay,
2: that's the only important part.
0: Yeah, I don't... I couldn't give you an hour count. It's a $30 game. I really liked it, though. Oh, um, that's good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really
0: enjoyed it. Like I said last time, I think the voice acting, the story, the narrative, the storytelling is very well done and it it's you know rough in certain spots that you might come to think for my let's say smaller budgeted or, or slightly smaller scope of a game but I think it's there are places where you think it's going to get super hokey and corny and I think it does a pretty good job of pulling the nose of the plane out of the dirt you know like it um, gotcha it, it, it might be a little heavy handed in spots but generally I think it's a pretty well-told story about, um, you know, the collapse of earth and, you know, humanity and, you know, a story that's been told a lot, both in video games and movies and media. And I think it's a a fresh enough spin on it to keep it interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes it intensely personal, almost to a fault. And I remembered having this with deliver us to moon where it feels like, a group of people can just get a rocket ship and go into outer space fairly easily. Where, it's, but they also still make a big deal out of having a kind of a NASA-like equivalent. Mm-hmm. But it's like you—you're just going to launch yourself into space. Okay, Hell uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. Hey, listen, gotta
2: watch myself somewhere.
0: Maybe we're closer to that than I would like to believe. But I think Deliver Us Mars does pay off, and I think it takes some chances, and I think it's worth checking out. If you're, I would say, with a caveat of, it might be a little rough in spots um mm-hmm. it's not a graphically super polished i think it's fine but you know there are going to be things in it and i think the main mechanics gameplay wise it's what i hate to say this because i don't want to disrespect what i think is a very good game and a lot of hard work by the developers but it's one of those games you wish one day would be remade with a bigger budget and mm-hmm. then go in And they trim some parts that were like, ah, this feels like filler in the gameplay or like this feels like it was. You wanted to do this, but you couldn't quite get there. Yeah. Scene missing card feels like it should be up some places. But it feels like it's worth it. I felt like this game would be worth that investment of like this is a good story. People should play it. Uh, That's Deliver Us Mars. It's on uh, the consoles, let's say, in the PC, $30. A game which certainly didn't take a long time. Is Blanc B L A N C? Yes. Uh, it is this black and white game. It's kind of adorable. It's got uh, one one player plays as a uh, fawn, a uh, baby deer. The other player plays as a baby wolf. I don't know—is that a pup? Let's yeah. say yes. Yeah. Um, and they are stranded with their respective uh, families or packs, having left footprints in the snow. Uh, it is mostly... I'm going to say it's pretty much co-op by design. You mm-hmm. can play it on one controller, both parts, but I, we did not. I played it with my, my kids. My kids mostly played it. Um, it's extremely short. Okay. It is It is uh, not a very long game. They finished it in uh, one sitting, uh, along with them, a couple of hours. Um, pretty limited on the puzzle, uh, puzzle basis. It's... Um,
2: It's not bad. It's the art style seemed really nice, but I couldn't really get a great sense of like how involved the gameplay was. It's pretty limited.
0: Um, it, and also we had to do a, um, this is not really a knock against it, but we had to do a like reset from checkpoint because the puzzle had bugged. Um, but it's, it's cute. The kids loved it. It's 15 bucks, which I hate to put a price to, to hours on it. I'll just say value wise, that's it's close enough. Mm-hmm. You know, what
1: what are we what are we talking here? Two hours? Jeez,
0: I wish I could bring three? up my like time played. Yeah, I would say probably not more than like if and I was playing with the kids, so like probably not more than two and a half, three hours. Like um uh it's it's a pretty pretty limited experience. I think it would overstay its welcome if it went too much further than that. But um I think visually it's still very striking. My, if you have kids and they like animals, I think this is a pretty safe bet. If you want to, like, my daughter loved it. It was co op. You play as animals, mm-hmm. and like hitting all the like, notes. It's like totally, like, yeah.
1: I can I can tell you, you have had this game running for two point six hours total.
0: Okay, great. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think we had it running. It's not one of those games I fell asleep with it on either. So right, I think that's, okay. that's probably about right. Um, yeah, it's it, Blanc B L A N C. It's uh, it's on the Switch. It's on the PC. Uh, like I said, fifteen bucks out now.
1: That, that, that art style does look really cool in motion.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's it's um it's effective. It's not hard. It's I. Th- I'm not saying it's for little kids, but I'm, I'm saying if you if that's what you're looking for, this might be a good game. It's not uh it's not very violent. There's maybe one moment where things feel a little dicey, but it all works out. Hmm. Uh, Which was definitely a moment I was like, oh, they're not okay. We're have okay. I messed up here? <laughs> yeah, like we're okay.
1: It, it, it all it all works out. Unlike another game,
0: it all works out. Unlike yeah, let's. Think- let's say dead space. Yeah,
1: things not going so well there on the old Ishimura. Uh,
0: I'm really digging it. Uh, Yeah.
1: It's great. I I am kind of bummed on some level that theater rhythm kind of (laughs) (laughs) just leapfrog from game to game, man. I was like, I was all about dead space and hi-fi rush and then theater rhythm and Metroid came out and Mm -hmm. it was like, man, theater rhythm is all I want to play right now. And then this VR stuff happened. I really want to get back to dead space.
0: So I've been plugging away at it and um, kind of inching my way forward, trying to decide exactly how I want to play this game and and in the middle of deciding, making progress in the game. And by deciding how I want to play, it's basically do... Maybe you can help me with this, Brad. I'm trying to decide where the game is giving me side quests that i should go do or am i just going to run across these side quests in the course of doing the because they lock out a lot of the terminals where the side quests are and as i open them up i think i'm just naturally completing them
1: don't don't the side quests all say if you can't do them don't they all kind of turn red and say you don't have access to yes. this area yet. yes right
0: so so it feels like in the course of that that as areas open up, I'm going there for main stuff anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I I can think of one side quest in particular where it's like I think it was a dedicated room, And but that's it's a room it, right? you walk right by. Right. It's like like the only way you would miss doing the side quest is by not poking your head in every room you have access to. But it's right there off the main path. So
0: that's happened to me like two or three times now, it's, where I'm starting I, to feel like okay, I'm not going to concern myself with like oh, I got a new side quest. Let's make sure I have to go check it out.
1: Yeah, there there was another one that I completed without even realizing. i mean, realizing I was like on my way to do it. Yeah, like it. I, yeah, I, I've had that feeling too that the quote unquote side quests are maybe a little deceptive or they're just not as big a deal as so you there, think.
0: So there's that, and then there I'm lumping that together with I'm deciding in my mind that if that's how we're gonna do side quests, that's how I'm gonna do security clearance doors as well, where. I'm going to assume you're going to backtrack me through this area with the right security clearance where I'm going to pass by a door now that I didn't have clearance for that I have now. And inside that door along the way are going to be chests that I didn't couldn't open before. And I'm not going to go out of my way to scour a level as soon as I get a new security clearance.
1: Have you ever found anything in security room that's like truly unique? Like all I've the best thing I've ever found is nodes. Like I don't know if there are any like unique schematics or anything in security rooms that you would miss otherwise
0: it's hard for me to know whether i've definitely found a bunch of schematics and i i don't i haven't kept track if they're in a security room a b if they're in a security room that wasn't narratively mainline path right like before i came uh uh, to do this podcast earlier today i was playing and i got a schematic for the line gun and i was like oh my god did i miss the line gun it's one of my favorite guns like I, i definitely didn't miss that did i and i played another 10 minutes and i got the line gun right so mm-hmm. like i think there are multiple objectives sometimes for any given umbrella objective and you can be like okay i'm going to do level 2 on the elevator before i do level 3 and i think it was just one of those things where i just went to the other level did that thing and then went to the other level and did it uh so i'm about to go to the um uh uh, uh hydroponics part where the the air is getting poisoned or whatever um, and I, it's funny cause I, I have a terrible memory, but I vaguely remember not enjoying that area in dead space. And I'm curious if, uh, if I had some memories go. of that
2: part when we <laughs> were watching Abby play.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll say this, I'm having a hell of a time with ammo management. Like I am, I am never have ammo for my plasma cutter. Like, are,
1: are you on normal? I'm on normal. It's, it's pretty Pretty limited. So on that, like I've run out of I've straight up, just run out of ammo for multiple guns multiple times.
0: Do you know if Uh, I, if I put the other guns in storage, will the game give me ammo for the gun? I have,
1: I don't know about that. Can I sell guns? You can't sell the guns. Can you?
0: I don't know. I would just put them in storage, not sell them. Like I've got about five guns now. So I've got more guns than I have quick select slots. Um, so, there are certain guns I like, certain guns I don't like, but there are certain guns that I just want to have on me in case. Uh, the th- one being the flamethrower, flamethrower I hardly use except in specific circumstances when there are tiny little critters on the ground, yep. right? And I'm like, well, I'm glad I have the flamethrower with me. The um, I love the the uh saw blade gun, but the times I use it is mostly when I'm out of ammo for the pulse rifle or the, the, I mean, I think it's a good gun, but I think I'd rather have the plasma cutter. I've dumped all my points into plasma cutter, like kind of exclusively, except for a couple of upgrades with the suit. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing also. Uh, and, and like node wise, I'd, it's not like I'm rolling in nodes; like they are mm. pretty few and far between. So I don't know what chapter I'm up to. I can't remember how long the game is. I don't remember what the node scarcity is like by the end. If you're pretty hurting for nodes,
1: I don't. I don't. It's like twelve-ish chapters. I want to say.
0: Okay, so maybe chapter-wise, I'm probably four or five. I can't remember what the chapter
1: number is. Okay, I'm I'm still on four, I believe.
0: Um, and so you know, I'm I'm really enjoying it though. I think it's not especially difficult but i do die randomly it's very dark um and i have refused to just turn the brightness up but a couple of times i'll just take a couple of hits before i can even spot the enemy and i'm mostly just yeah. u- aiming using my flashlight to scan around but i do find that kind of fun in the atmosphere kind of way of like oh that those little babies with the tentacles are just hanging on a ceiling i got to the part uh, that I hated in, in the original one too. The thing that's mounted to the wall that spits out turrets, basically. I don't know if you remember that that enemy. It's like, it's basically mounted to the wall. It's got like six tentacles, and until you kill it, it'll just spit out little basically turrets that'll kill you. And it's like, man, these things. This thing sucks because I'm. It's an ammo dump. I'm just dumping ammo into it, fighting these things. Um, fought the big guy. You got to get behind. I don't know if you got up to that guy. He's the big the big clunker guy who has ammo and or armor and you got to like get behind him and shoot him in the weak spots. Like I'm remembering stuff as I'm going through mm-hmm. being like, yeah, right. And I'm also trying to manage my ammo, which is hard. I'm having a hard time. And, and I refuse to buy ammo because yeah, same because every few levels, they throw the new suit upgrade at you and it's like 20 grand. And it's like, I know it's coming. I'm going to save my money. Um,
1: so I don't know. I'm I think f- I've got, I think I've got about 50 grand right now where okay. I left off, which might be a little excessive. That's, but yeah, pr- so that's a really lot. Good. Have you bought with you.
0: the suit? You bought the suit upgrade the first uh, one? I
1: still have not gotten to the second suit upgrade.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to games like this, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hoard
1: stuff. I, yep. I, I fucking fucking restart checkpoint. I yeah. could do that with, I could do that and expend three fewer shots. I know it.
0: So I don't even have to restart the checkpoint because usually it's like if I'm out of ammo, I'm dead. Like uh, you know, like if I if I've made it through, um, there are points where some checkpointing can be a little gnarly. Sometimes it feels like they'll throw seven save points at you in a row, and sometimes it feels like I've gone a while in a combat situation. I would like a checkpoint, and sometimes it's it's a little annoying. It's like, hey, this was I. Two and a half minute to three minute combat scenario that I don't want to do for the fourth time, let's say it's
1: it's it's not like brutally difficult, but it does feel a little bit punishing in in some ways, which is like, you know, you probably want that in your survival horror.
0: Yeah, like a like a good survival horror game. I haven't had full health maybe since the beginning of the game. Like I I, yes, I had
1: that thought at one point. Yeah right around before I left off to play other stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I never have full health except for like when you upgrade something that fills it up for you.
0: Yeah. And then it's like maybe three quarters health. If yeah. I, if I happen to pop a just, double health canister,
1: That's like kind of cool. <laughs> like that kind of seems like where you want your survival horror to be like never quite, you never want to be that comfortable. Yeah. No.
0: I've thought about just being like, well also cause each med kit takes up an inventory spot. So it's like, I'm not going to roll around. I got to get these Ruby semiconductors. conductors. Uh, and bring them back to sell them. So I'm not going to eat up a spot with a uh, what you call it uh, a health kit. I-, I like it a lot. I'm going to keep yeah. going. I'm going to try and finish it up. Um, I know there's a boss coming up, and and somewhere I thought I was going to, I thought I was up to it, but it wasn't. I don't know if they've reworked some of that stuff, but um, yeah, there's a boss where I re- I clearly remember from both Abby playing and my time with it, and I don't think it's an end boss. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. I think, gosh, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the boss stuff, but I'll say this. I remember in Dead Space shooting asteroids from a turret gun.
1: Yeah, that's that part is infamous. Is, like that, the part, is that did that part they change like that? Infamously, like the worst part of the game. I, I believe they did rework it somehow. Because I got to a shooting sure.
0: asteroids, and it was nothing like shooting asteroids from
2: a turret. I mean, if you're going to okay. remake
1: any part of that game, it might as well be that, right? Okay, that's that's right where I am. I left off like right before the part where you do that.
2: Okay, let me know if if you uh, remember better than I.
0: If this part you're getting up to was in the original game, because I had no memory of it, and I was like, did they change the turret sequence?
1: I, uh, I I I would be shocked if they didn't do something okay. to make it better because people hate that part. It,
0: it, it, this was fine. This the new thing they had Okay, was fine. that's good to hear. I'm hearing right. this we part was fine. We've
1: got 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 about a month to finish this before the Resident Evil Four remake comes out. <laughs> List protocol
0: Dead Space Resident Four remake.
1: I cannot I, I cannot allow myself to not finish this before the next big one of these <laughs> comes out. Uh, that thing just got announced to have VR support. Actually. Resident you know, Evil the, 4 the, remake? The RE4 remake is going to have VR support, but not a launch. Huh. Sadly. Uh, huh. It'll, come, it'll come in an update, but it will have it.
0: Does that mean it gets... Is it coming for the PlayStation 4 as well?
1: Uh, that, you mean the remake? No.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's PS5 only?
1: I, I, I will triple check. Ah, okay. i almost positive.
0: I wonder if is, things don't get PlayStation VR support. Oh anymore. no, it is,
1: it is getting a PS4 version
0: does it get PSVR support or just I highly, PSVR2
1: highly doubt it man what a weird uh, thing let's see do, 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 do. PSVR2 is the only VR support okay so far
0: interesting interesting so
1: no, so no 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 PC VR support i mean they did the same thing with uh RE7 okay they never did put that out for PC headsets
0: uh all right now we get into the part where the unbelievable becomes believable. The we suss out the truth from the lies. Alex Navarro, you say
2: you have finished a freelancer okay, campaign. Okay, come on now. I posted video evidence of it up on my, on my Twitter. Like, you could
0: have posted anything. You could have that could be any anybody. But I did. I posted that. You could, you could, that could you, I've seen deep fakes. I saw Biden playing Overwatch with Donald Trump. You could make anything these days. No, that really happened.
2: <laughs> that was but real. Congrats,
0: congratulations on finishing your first freelancer campaign. Thank
2: you. Yes. Over the weekend, I inexplicably managed to power my way through a full campaign. Uh, guess what? That mode doesn't end when you do that. It's just, <laughs> hey, now you can go back and do it again. Did uh, Did you get anything fun? Uh, I want to say I got a pretty good reward gun, like one of the top shelf ones. It was a pistol, but it was like one of the top shelf silence pistols. Okay. So Um, you're going to
0: prestige and do it again?
2: Uh, well, I'm only level 30, man. So (laughs) like I got, I got a lot of work ahead of me as far as that stuff goes. Did okay. Let me ask you this. Did it, um, did it track in a way that you
0: would know if you're still doing consecutive campaign runs? Like, did you bomb out?
2: I did not I'm just trying to think like okay so wait 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 I'm sorry I don't think I understand yeah, yeah, what, what you're am asking me.
0: so like you finish you finish the campaign right mm-hmm. are you on like continuing your same run or does it basically just restart again from the first um first thing it just
2: starts you back over from the be- the first tier okay so it's not like you're not like and all like Diana, a- Diana, very cheekily is just like, oh, great work. Forty seven. You've you've vanquished the syndicate. But, you know, there are more criminals out there in the world. So it's not like you
0: are like you keep a run going indefinitely. You kind of start. No, over. they don't keep adding
2: okay. like more and more levels to the same run. It is once you okay. have finished that fourth tier showdown, the thing resets, resets. Got yeah. it. That's my question. All and right, again, so- I'm only level 30 now, so I still have 70 levels to go until my murder <laughs> house is exactly the way I want it. Uh, well, now you got to
0: focus on the side task and all the, uh, and now you can do hardcore mode, right? I won't.
1: <laughs> what What is hardcore mode again? Hardcore so-
2: mode. I looked at it at, at, like early on, and I remember saying, "Absolutely not." Um, I think it just ups the difficulty on everything. Like any, th- like any little thing can set off like an assassin or a uh, a what a lookout in in the showdowns.
1: I think. I wonder. Me- I wonder if it's also any failure ends your run, not just showdowns.
2: I think so, it might or
1: be something.
0: So not only um, does it make it more difficult. I'm pretty sure you have to beat the optional objective for the oh, wow. mission to count. I, I think that's part of hardcore mode. I could be wrong Yikes. on that, but I, when I looked it up, I was like, "That's cool," and that's also uh, that's also devilish. But does it have to be every objective? Oh, I think it's the one you take. I think it's the optional one you take. Okay, I the prestige
2: I, objective. I because occasionally those screw you where it's like, hey, uh, you know, blow up a safe or something and there's no safe in that level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I am not one hundred percent sure, but I thought okay. that I thought that was part of
2: hardcore. Yeah, that's mode. mean. That's cool. No, it's mean. <laughs> it's not cool. It's extremely mean. Um so congratulations, you're going to keep going? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be pushing forward at the same rate that I was before. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get one done, and now that I have, I'm like, okay, I will continue to come back to this, because so far, this is my favorite thing I've played this year. I think for me, like my in my mind, it is, get through a
0: campaign that'll be basically my version of finishing the game, but then I just want to fill out the,
2: the wall, the rack. Oh, yeah. Um, so... The rack is really the thing for me right now. Is and right? you bought
0: the DLC, the cosmetic stuff? Yeah. Look. <laughs> Listen. It was I a free, don't have self
2: control. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I, I'm
0: sure we will hear more Hitman Freelancer mode uh, uh, shenanigans in the near future. We are continuing our runs, mm-hmm. streaming. Uh, so far it has been on Monday our freelancer mode runs and maybe we will see, maybe we'll stream one. Uh, it doesn't happen unless you stream it. Mm -hmm. see see if we can make one happen.
1: It is so wild to me that that game is seven years old. The initial release of that thing was seven years ago. It's classic. And we're still playing this much of it.
2: Damn right. We are.
0: So there is a PlayStation VR mode for this game. Yeah. No announcement about VR two, right? No. Okay. (laughs)
1: It was cool. I don't know if I'd play it that way often necessarily. Yeah. It was an interesting change of pace. Yeah. Uh,
0: All right. That's going to do it. We talked about PlayStation VR 2. We talked about Like a Dragon Ishin, Deliver Us Mars, Blanc, Dead Space, and Hitman's Freelancer Mode. Those are the games we are covering for this week. Plenty of games coming out, though. We'll have more, I'm sure, next week. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the news. So stick around. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro,
2: you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door.
0: It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife that's uh uh you know a thing i can use when i need to cut things i think this one i this i've gotten more than a few knives from bespoke post
2: are you trying to say that when you get a knife the thing you need to do with a knife is knife
0: (laughs) i might have gotten around to said that in a shorter way i yes yeah all right Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome, and the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten, I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom, uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that'll go inside a kit that is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, bespoke post. All right, we are back. And it's time to talk about the news and what would the news be these days without Microsoft, Activision, Nintendo, Sony, everybody's in the mix. Brad Shoemaker.
1: I hate the news without a little M and A.
0: That's right, got my M and A right here, or, you know what I'm
1: saying? Or a lot of it.
0: When I was uh, when I was a youngin, when I had my first job out of college, I tried a little fake it till you make it. When I was making my starting salary of twenty five thousand dollars or whatever it was, I said I'm going to go buy some as nice a clothes I can from the Marshalls. I'm going to go to the office in its pants and a shirt, and I'm going to make everybody believe that I am deserve this thing, deserve more money. Brad, what's Microsoft doing?
1: Hmm. <laughs> Microsoft went to the Marshalls. No. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Um, man, it's just a full court press this week from Microsoft on the making moves to say, Hey, it's totally fine. If we take ownership of Activision, right? It's not anti-competitive mm-hmm. at all. Look at these deals. <laughs>
0: look at these, look at these deals.
1: Can you believe these deals we are making <laughs> with such as Nintendo? Uh, they have, they have, they signed a contract. Microsoft and Nintendo have. okay, I'm quoting have Uh now negotiated and signed a binding 10 year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to (laughs) Nintendo players. The same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity, so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. You know, I don't think it's going to be just as.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah,
1: if you're fitting modern Call of Duty onto the switch, there might be some compromises there.
0: Like have but, you seen I don't even know if the wars or the uh, yeah war zone menus would fit on the switch at this point
1: um, uh, unless unless they're talking streaming?
2: oh yeah, Which, they, that that's entirely
1: fair. entirely possible, but the,
2: that is how those games have been appearing on those platforms, right?
1: Um, well, they have not been putting them all out on Switch, I don't believe. Some of them they have, though. Maybe. I don't keep. I don't, I I don't think the
2: it. last couple, maybe, but I feel like there was a period where they were definitely yeah, doing a streaming I, thing on there.
1: I tried to find what the last Call of Duty release was on a Nintendo platform and couldn't find the answer that easily because the entire. All the search results are now dominated by this news. Right. Um, but, uh,. The, the tweet, I think it was in the tweet, not the statement. Man, information is disseminated so weirdly. uh uh-huh, find your source. Like, like, there will be a press release, but also, like, this is a tweet from Microsoft President Brad Smith with an image attached to it where uh-huh. most of the announcement is in this JPEG, except some of the relevant information is in his tweet, not in the JPEG. Uh, this is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. Like, I'm sure that that's just a broad statement that they're able to point at to regulatory bodies and say, uh-huh. hey, we're trying to do all our stuff with everybody if they just want to play ball. But it also, like, it does remind one of the rumors four years ago. Was that like 2018, 2019? The, the rumors were hot and heavy for a minute that Game Pass streaming was coming to Switch. Yeah. Like, to the point that Microsoft was even kind of gesturing at that possibility. And then nothing ever happened with it, but like it was like it was all but assumed for a few months there that like, oh man, you're just gonna be able to stream yeah. Xbox games straight to a switch soon.
0: You log into so, your Xbox Live account on a switch.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if there's any like renewed possibility of something like that happening, which would be cool, but like anyway, this like the, again, the the JPEG is about Call of Duty, but the tweet has a little bit more broad language mm-hmm. that seems like it could imply further Xbox games on Nintendo or other platforms maybe at some point.
2: By the way, no one yell at me. There actually has not been a Call okay. of Duty on that's, Switch, as far as I can tell.
1: That, that's what I thought. Um, Other
2: big AAA games have gone the streaming route, but that one they have not
1: done. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would stream it, or, you know, it's a very competitive latency-dependent game, so maybe they would want it to run locally. But, like, whatever level of investment they had to make to make it work on that platform is, like, peanuts to Microsoft if it gets, you know, this
0: thing pushed the, through the, the FTC yeah.
1: and whoever off their back. It's um,
0: I I love the I we're gonna get to, you're gonna get to this in more in, in a second here but I love this just saying like we'll bring Call of Duty onto the Switch like uh-huh. they own it or like it's already yep. theirs like yeah yep. we're making hey, deals man
2: we can make these
0: promises
1: we're- <laughs> you want you want Call of Duty you want Call of Duty sure yeah. let's talk let's sit down we and would love gotta- to
2: give you all Call of Duty uh, we we if we we'll have Call all of, Duty. of Duty yeah,
1: yeah. G G Fort oh no oh man. <laughs> Uh G4's now. Yep. They have also announced an agreement with Nvidia that all also that mm, we need better naming for Xbox branded games that run on PC. Like how do you talk about this? They're just PC games.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: they're Xbox games uh-huh. kind of, but not really, but you get them through Game Pass, so they're kind of Xbox games, but they're just PC games. Like it's anyway. Talking about this is a little confusing. It's PC games published by Microsoft. Okay. PC games that are Microsoft published titles, even though those are Xbox branded in some cases, those are all going to be playable on GeForce Now uh, with this agreement with NVIDIA that they have struck. And that will include, they say, Activision Blizzard titles, including Call of Duty at such time as this deal goes through. And
0: I think so, there's some language that's like, and we're gonna do parody with release as much as we can. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: they did. They definitely said that for Nintendo. They may have also said it for, um, for the GeForce Now stuff. They yeah, they did say. Oh, sorry. They, go say, ahead. they
0: they say day and date, or as close to day and date as we can.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Um, they did also specify it doesn't matter where you buy these Microsoft PC games; they will still work on GeForce Now, Windows Store, Steam, Epic Store. Uh, so they're kind of going to the mat here saying, Hey, Nintendo was fine with it. Uh, NVIDIA was fine with oh it. Oh my
0: gosh. You have Sox-rony. to read NVIDIA's statement about this. Cause it was like the biggest hundred dollars in the apple pie, mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing. The one, where the hell is it? The one where they're like, we're good now. <laughs> we fully, mm. su- we're good. No, mm. we support this. We're, yep. uh, yep. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, oh, you know, to be to be fair, they had voice complaint, you know, like yep. these are entities that had straight up not certainly not as vehemently as Sony, but still were like, Hey, I don't we're not so sure about this, and then like now they're very sure.
2: Oh, I mean Sony has made this their primary cause at yeah. this point. Yeah, and Oh, I found it. Could I
0: read it? It's yeah. uh Um The Partners this is from Nvidia. The partnership delivers increased choice to gamers and resolves NVIDIA's concerns with Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. NVIDIA, therefore, is offering its full support for regulatory, regulatory approval of the acquisition. So, like, yep. we're good now.
1: Yep. Hey, we got mm-hmm. what we wanted. We got
0: what we wanted. We're we good. your
1: hands. We're done. Our, the terms were probably fairly favorable to us. <laughs> It's so like uh, we're good.
0: Oh, man.
1: Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this does as much of anything. Sony seems pretty dug in on this.
0: So Sony had that deal that was like current terms plus three years that they hated. Right. That was the one they didn't like that. Microsoft said, we're, we'll we give you. Uh, I think they said, I can't remember if this is exactly it. Microsoft said it was 10 years. Sony was saying it was the current deal plus three Hmm. which they said was like, you know, they don't want it. So they were like, that's oh, it's so offensive. It's like a slap in the face. And Microsoft yes. was like, this is beyond
2: industry standard, whatever.
1: Inadequate on many levels is a yeah. phrase Jim Ryan has used. And yeah, also
2: I, how I am often described by people. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> I, I can't remember if it's exactly like current deal plus three or if it was an offer of 10 years as well. But either way, Sony's like, nah-uh
2: like it's uh oh yeah there's no convincing them at this point like yeah. there 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 would have to be a lot given to them at this point for them to ever like stop stumping for this deal stopping and i just don't think they're ever going to give them enough to make that happen
1: yeah like i don't think microsoft would ever go as far as i mean well, no deal is in perpetuity like i i don't know that you even really could sign a deal saying, Hey, you can have this forever. I don't think that's like legally,
2: (laughs) not that would be fully legally binding.
1: Uh, No, but I
0: think Sony still, it's not, it's, I don't, I think to me, it sounds like Sony's not, um, they're using this as a good reason, as a leverage point. I don't know if they're fully invested in this call of duty topic in particular. Like, I don't know. I mean, they care. I do
2: believe they care. They
0: absolutely care. And they absolutely want call of duty on their platform on the same day it launches on other platforms. Absolutely. But, but like, are
2: you saying, are they using this particular issue as a cudgel? It's a little like, yes. will somebody please think of the gamers? You
0: know, like, I mean, this is a big market consolidation. That's the bigger thing. Like, yes, I,
2: you know, um, and that's a valid point. That's which has totally been brought valid up Many point. times over the course of this.
1: Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, Sony is just not as diversified a business as any of these other companies, you know, like all yeah. their eggs are basically in the PlayStation basket. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo is kind of in a similar boat, but also Nintendo is like its own industry. Basically, Nintendo is kind of magical in its ability to weather, you know, competitive concerns uh, of, of other companies. But but yeah, like, you know, this is like still the most popular game out there. And Sony's had the exclusive or, you know, they've they've had the kind of first class position on Call of Duty since like what? Basically, when the PS4 launched, I think. Is when they started getting all the DLC first and all that stuff. Did they still? Um, I don't. I am not an authority. I feel like like that stuff has maybe flattened a little bit more.
0: Okay.
1: I don't think it's the big feather in their cap that it used to be of like, hey, we get all the map packs first. I think that probably a lot of that is driven by, I think, like Activision has changed how they do DLC in general. Right. So.
0: And, like, the live um, service stuff probably makes it even more different with Battle Passes and, you know, yeah. uh, unlocks and stores and buying yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. But, it's you know, Sony is still much more reliant on big hits to make money than Microsoft, where they've got the Game Pass revenue now. And, like, also they're part of a much bigger company and blah, blah, blah.
0: And Microsoft has, has dumped a ton of capital into studios. Like, they are... Their first party <clears throat> offering is... Huge, uh, or could be potentially well, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly, right, right. yeah, right. <laughs>
1: certainly capacity for a lot of games there.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Um, Brad, what about this other part of this story where uh, Microsoft is then going out there being like, and oh, we're the little guy.
1: Yeah, that that continues. I think we've talked about this before. Hey, but, I'm just uh, a little
2: guy. I'm the birthday company. <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> hey, don't mess is, with me
1: again. Again, this this Brad Smith guy is kind of the pitch man for this whole thing. Uh, He's kind of the one out there making most of these announcements. This is from a press conference on the subject. Um, Basically talking about the split in market share between Sony and Microsoft. And yeah, boy, they can't wait to tell you how much smaller their share of the console market is than Sony's in every market except the one where they probably are fairly close to each other.
0: Right. So they, they leave uh, out the U S market,
1: but think, think about the market. This is quoting, think about the market in Europe. It is a market where Sony has an 80% share. And this is again, just between them and Microsoft. Like this is not Nintendo or PC. So that's 80 out of a hundred. It's a it's a market where Sony has an 80% share globally. It is about 70, 30 in Japan. It is 96, four, which uh, I mean, that zero yeah. surprise, but still just seeing the numbers is so stark.
2: It is fascinating but, seeing that number.
1: Um, but then yes, he conveniently did not comment on the share in the United States where like, I assume I have always assumed Sony is still comfortably ahead or at least ahead. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. so Microsoft has trailed Sony since basically the launch of the PS4, if not before. Yeah. Um, but they and are, I closer. think they made
2: up some ground at the beginning, but that was mostly just because neither were of them were able to get a lot of consoles out in the beginning.
1: Um, yeah. But, uh, I think they, they are closer here, but Sony is still in the lead as far as I know.
0: I mean, he, still- even, he even says Brad Smith even say he has another quote that says these numbers have been remarkably steady for two decades. Even last year when there were issues with Sony's supply chain, <laughs> they came back strong.
1: Look at how great our competition <laughs> has been doing.
0: It's so funny because it, it was funny. on the heels of... um, Was it last week we were talking about, like, Game Pass is a flop. <laughs> like, the numbers show if you're on Game Pass, yeah. you're going to lose money. We're an
1: abject failure.
0: <laughs> Why are you even buying our shit? We're <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Why are you paying attention to us? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just... there's it's some th- There's some theater
1: going on here. Let's... Uh this eighty twenty pie chart is pretty hilarious because it's like quite literally a blue Pac-Man. Yep. It's it's that 20% carve out just gives you the Pac-Man shape, except it's blue
0: economic area market share as of 20 European economic area market share is the name of yeah, that chart.
1: Enough, some real zone of influence, demilitarized <laughs> mm-hmm. zone kind of sounds to that. <laughs> <laughs> freezing yes.
0: I, man you gotta cross the european economic area yeah Ooh, nobody makes it through there
2: no man uh,
1: yeah anyway that's uh, just there's a there's a lot there's, there's a lot of outreach and or not outreach but i mean a lot of deal making and announcements thereof going on with their campaign to get this thing through They're like
0: yeah a lot of regulatory body work going on body work it's um I don't know. This whole thing with the like the Call of Duty wars or whatever this whole thing is like feels like it is boiling down to seems like a let's say a proxy war for this merger, right? Mm. Like, you know,
1: well, you know, I guess it probably is as a single product, it is the crown jewel as much as they've been like, no, King is the one we really want, like Call of Duty, whatever. But like, yeah, it's, I mean,
0: like, is it the one that just. Everybody, know, like people who play video games, know call of duty. If Sony can get out there and say,
2: if you, if this happens, you won't be able to play call of duty. Well, on that's the thing. That's the headline Yeah, is that like, if you are trying to get attention grabbing headlines saying we want King does not make a lot of head wave <laughs> right. headway, unless you are an investor that knows a lot about the mobile market and understands the importance of it. If you just want to get like mainstream media to pay attention to the fact that you are desperate for them this deal to not go through say we don't get call of duty is absolutely the thing you say
0: yeah like you won't be able to play call of duty when it launches unless you have a microsoft system think about that think about that which again i'm not saying i support support this merger i'm just saying that it feels the big thing is this gigantic market consolidation where you now have one company in charge of Thousands of more employees, and also at the
2: whim of the failure or success of Microsoft. So, I don't support this merger, but at the same time, I don't support Sony's arguments at all about why it shouldn't happen. There are very good, very like reasonable anti monopoly reasons you should be looking at this whole deal and why it maybe should not come together, but like. Sony's entire thing just radiates naked self-interest in a way that I (laughs) feel like...
1: desperation.
2: Yeah, desperation. And it's like, I think this is just indicative of, to some degree, the Jim Ryan era of Sony, which is that it's cranky and it's pissy and it just kind of throws fits when it doesn't like something, (laughs) but it doesn't really endear itself in any way it doesn't make you think that sony is the underdog it just makes you think a slightly smaller giant corporation is pissed
0: let me plug my playstation vr2 into my xbox
1: oh yeah jim ryan to. is gonna
0: come to your house and he's gonna beat you with a <laughs> truncheon
1: gonna gonna have to put a C port on that thing
0: don't worry they'll sell me one that plugs in for four hundred dollars it'll yeah. come it'll, it'll the come adapter with an ex- will be yeah, the adapter alone. will be four hundred dollars it'll come with an extra uh two gigs of hard drive space too so yeah worry. um yeah man uh yeah this stuff it, it's theatrical it is but there's there's real consequences for this stuff. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how this all goes. It was, it's we say this every time because we report on this every week. But it's June is the so deadline, I
1: right? yeah ju- the end of June is when they are originally targeted to, to have this deal done by. I didn't realize that the the next scheduled U.S. government hearing isn't until like August though. So oh my gosh, I don't. That's not know happening then. How that? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, unless they're able to clear some legal hurdles that will keep all that from happening, I and I just don't know that I see that happening. Yeah. The stuff I keep
0: reading is the quote-unquote analysts still think it's going to push through. So I still think it's going to push through. Yeah, And I'm not even an analyst. I'm just a dumbass. I mean, if, if Microsoft keeps tweeting, they're just going to be like, "We're else we're going to bring God of War to Switch as well. Oh, ten-year deal.
1: I just actually found the FTC case summary for that thing. Mm-hmm. In the matter of Microsoft Corporation, a corporation, Uh and Activision Blizzard Incorporated, a corporation, Uh Uh Uh, a corporation, not the corporation. An evidentiary hearing is scheduled for August second. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I. guess that i i certainly know like trade lawyer i guess that means the deal can't close i don't know i don't know i am ima- on the schedule they wanted
0: i imagine congress my cynical view of congress at this point is they do the same thing nvidia did where they're stuffing game pass one year subscription mm. things into their pocket and they go we the congress feel that this uh, deal is now good to go through they've uh, they've cleared my conscience we're good yeah i could see it you're telling me i get halo for free wow
1: Just look, look <laughs> under look under your seat Look under your congressional seat. A warthog for everybody. Yes.
2: I love flight simulator. A warthog in every garage.
0: Um, all right. Suddenly, Microsoft is opening offices
1: in these weird, in Ohio,
0: in Nebraska, weird. They're
1: just these weird random states. Microsoft, Suddenly, Microsoft is going to build this dam in my district.
0: <laughs> it looks like a giant weird.
1: X. Weird. Series X. It's
0: just a Series X. They just shoved a giant Series X in front of a waterfall. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, there is some other news here. Um, Alex. You like Firaxis games. You've been known to
2: play a Firaxis game here and there. I've been known to yes. Uh, That's my reputation.
0: What's going on over at Firaxis?
2: I'm not completely certain, um, and nobody seems completely certain exactly what's happened here. Though the one thing it seems to take away is that no one has any real animosity that they are willing to publicly display. Uh, But Jake Solomon, who has been uh, at Firaxis for something like 20 years, uh, was one of the He was the director on the uh, most recent XCOM games, Mm -hmm. uh, has left Firaxis and 2K for uh, undetermined pastures, uh, presumably to go start up something else or work somewhere else. But the the line here seems to be that he left and that there is, you know, there's still mutual respect and all is good between them. So I see no reason to doubt that at this time. That said, uh, Solomon was most recently working on uh, Midnight Suns, and that game did ultimately, I think, disappoint in terms of initial sales. Though, you know, it got a pretty good critical rating overall.
1: Yeah, they've been pretty upfront about it not performing.
0: I think it went on sale, too. Within a month,
2: yeah, which is never a great sign. Um, It came out at a weird time. I feel like it did not hit big in the way that other... Marvel games have also maybe not hit big recently, at least the ones not named Spider Man. Mm. And I don't know. Like, I just, I think that thing needed a real serious, like, groundswell of, of enthusiasm to maybe carry it forward. And it just never quite got that.
0: I think, uh, I just got this from the story, but their DLC is coming out there. Redemption, I think it's called, with Venom, is coming out tomorrow. So maybe this, you know, there, maybe this stuff does align in a way that the projects are wrapping up. And
2: there's a long, DC, as far as I know, there's a reasonably long DLC roadmap for that game, and they have been putting out new characters semi regularly. I think Deadpool just came out not that long ago. Okay. So, you know, they are supporting it, and I think that DLC roadmap will probably be seen through. Uh, you know, as long as there somebody's buying that game, but. <laughs> Yeah I don't know I mean in the story I think Solomon was asked about XCOM stuff And he was (laughs) like uh, I was literally working on costumes for for Midnight Suns prior to my exit I don't know what's going on with XCOM at this point I have no answers for you
0: But I think he went on to say like as long as there's Some kind of Firaxis there will be some kind Of XCOM uh, cooking somewhere
2: Though I guess the next thing they're Cooking is the next Civ and I know the Civ Team and I think the uh, the XCOM teams Are are somewhat different from one another but Yeah I was going
1: to ask he he never worked on Civ Civ. Well, he may have at some point, but like he very much identified with XCOM, right?
2: Yeah, he, as far as I know, his primary duties involved the the recent XCOM games. It's possible he worked on somewhere in the Civ team. I mean, twenty years is a long time, and they have yes. put out several Civ games in that time.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's we should we should say, you know, after twenty years, maybe not surprising if he just wants to do something else after yeah. shipping one last game. There's not but definitely a lot of people looked at this and, and mm-hmm. right after the Disappointing earnings for Midnight Suns and went, hmm. But
0: he, he does thank Sid, so I don't know if... I assume that's Sid Meier. Oh, yeah. Um, he says, I'm grateful to Sid first and foremost for teaching me. If I'm ever half as good as him, I'll be twice as good as I am now. <laughs> Here's the um, thing.
2: I've never met Sid Meyer. I don't know much about the guy personally, but the few people I have ever talked to that have either worked with him or known him have generally had very kind things to say about him.
1: Yeah, so, I could be this is third hand but he's always sounded like the kind of guy who still wants to be just in their writing code yeah and like balancing strategy shit like he doesn't <laughs> want to be a face he just wants to make it a damn game and keep his hands on it Sid. But like like jake solomon i think is like the closest to a face of fraxis right mm. that there's been outside of Sid Meier. yeah who, who, who we don't really see in public a lot anymore
2: yeah, I forget who the current Civ director is, but like they've been out there also, like when those games have been coming out. But usually it is just like who is the lead on on one of these two projects.
0: I, I wish Jake the best. I mean, yeah, I love to see what he
2: does next. X, the XCOM games are some of my favorites, yeah. and X for Axis people have a decent, pretty decent track record of doing interesting things when they leave. I want to like say Soren Johnson and stuff, like you know, oh, they, right. yeah.
0: There was that um, there was that XCOM like a couple of years ago that didn't really take off. Do you remember that? I think we saw it uh, at E three. It was shown at the Microsoft, uh, booth. I, I want to say that was also maybe some former Firaxis people. Uh, XCOM like, yeah, it was a t- you know tactical turn based shooter where you had uh, vehicles and stuff like that, and it was they were hyping it up a bit, but it was a little buggy. It was it didn't yeah. I wish I could remember the name of it,
2: but there have been no, a couple of no XCOM likes in That's recent not. years, and I feel like they all kind of suffered from similar problems.
1: Gears Tactics, anybody? Gears Tactics was all Gears, right. Gears, Gears Tactics was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Um, p- uh, people who are listening to this will know the one I'm thinking. Phoenix something? Something Phoenix?
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Something oh, Phoenix? Simon yes. um, Phoenix? <laughs> Simon Phoenix? Gosh, Phoenix yes, popped into gosh. my head.
1: Um, uh no no Google I'm not looking for Phoenix Strategy Investments but what if Phoenix, you were
0: Phoenix Point Phoenix, Phoenix Point right. yes, yes that is that was a, a yes. game um f- uh, okay oh, Phoenix right. Point the original XCOM yes, team I remember that okay that
1: that's right yes that came out right before the pandemic started
0: um that might have been like oh the no, no 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 been during oh did yes. it 1.0 during the uh, pandemic. Thought it yeah, came out sure. before
1: that. It might have been early access, and then yeah. Um. Anyway, yes.
0: So yeah. Um. From everything that is being portrayed, everything seems like it is just maybe Jake Salman moving on. Would things Hopefully. have been any different if Midnight Sun did Gangbusters?
2: I tell? I am not in any position to tell you one way or the other.
0: Also, I'll just say this: I don't not knowing anything about anything. Sometimes financial success is different than development stress and, and stuff yes. like that. You know, maybe midnight Suns took a lot out of them. It was like, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore here. Mm-hmm. People, humans still making games. Uh, speaking
1: of E3, Brad, mm. is
0: Ubisoft going to be at E3?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what I fuck is going want, on? I just put this in here because I laughed at it when I read it. I guess Eve Guillemot, head of Ubisoft, during an earnings call this past week, said the line, if E3 happens, we will be there and we will have a lot of things to show.
2: Ah, thanks. Thanks, Eve. Very (laughs) committal. (laughs) Appreciate it.
1: It's kind of funny for two reasons, because I'm like, yeah, I bet you'll have a lot of things to show. You definitely have not had like enormous amounts of trouble at your company
2: Mm -hmm. over the last
1: several years on multiple levels that you want to try to paper over and be like, yeah, we got games. But it's really it's the if E three happens parts. That's just like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> man,
0: you'd think you would you're, know
1: you're probably in like the top 10 of people who should know. By no. now for sure. We are officially hedging all
2: the bets here.
0: Like, uh, also, it goes back to our narrative that Ubisoft will show up for anything.
1: Yes, there's, that, there's <laughs> a bit of that.
2: They love to party and give them this. 20
0: minutes and they will they will. Everybody get the marching
1: band, the bear. Uh, yeah. Do We have a just dance. We could throw it together real quick. No Ubisoft games for PSVR two that I know of. They used to be oh, right there. Yeah. First in line on new peripherals and new consoles. I don't uh, know Ubisoft is Ubisoft. having
2: a bit of a time yeah. recently yeah, with yeah, yeah. everything.
1: Um, I don't know. Really? This is notable in the wake of that IGN report. Yes. That Nintendo and Sony are straight up skipping the new E3.
0: And Microsoft, right? And well, you know, they've
1: got, they'll they'll have, they'll have a showcase. They'll be in the theater across the street. But they are officially not
0: part of the ESA branded E3, right?
1: Right. They're not gonna be on the floor is what they said. Um, who who knows if their showcase will even be a live event or if it'll just be another streamed remote thing.
2: It's very telling, even with Ubisoft's current struggles, that a company that is generally all on board to be at any goddamn show that will have them is talking about it in these kinds of extremely noncommittal terms like that. Yeah. That is not in character for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he was being cheeky. and <laughs> like I didn't hear it said. I just nope. read it. Nobody but... wants
2: Eve to be cheeky right now. No one is no one is here for that.
1: Yeah. I just it's, I don't know what to make of this. As as E three media registration opens and I'm like, I mean it's probably worth just signing up just in case, but also I don't know about all this.
0: Be an exhibitor, get an exhibitor badge. Uh,
1: yes, that was always the superpower. Uh, that was the that was the true man, we're gonna go on the floor two days before it opens and see what signage we can find.
0: Uh Keeley's doing the summer games fest stuff yes. like the week before, right?
1: Um not sure if dates are out for all that. Oh, I saw something that was that's like, possible. Yeah, June eighth. It says
0: that's gonna be even weirder. Mm-hmm. So um, yes,
1: I believe that is the week before.
0: So, like, is the is we were just talking about this with somebody? But does anybody know if the judges stuff is happening?
1: Uh no, no news about that that I'm aware of yet.
0: How did that work? That was like that was Keeley in conjunction or or around E three.
1: Uh, back in the day, it was like E3 or, uh, I believe it was Keeley kind of heading that stuff up. Okay. but uh, in, like kind of officially part. Yeah. It was okay. part of E3. Okay. Like you were, you were an E3 judge. They were like E3 awards. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the odds of going to E3 are plummeting by the week at this point,
0: physically going to E3 or, yeah. or, or yes. okay. If Keeley is doing basically a giant press conference show and Microsoft and Sony keep up with their own scheduled press conferences, I don't know what E3 week is going to be. Because yeah. f- for me, E3 week was really headlined with big press conferences and then behind closed door demos, right? Yeah.
1: So yes. we'll, see,
0: we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I, it seems likely that Microsoft will do their showcase during E3 week most likely from the sound of things but okay. outside of that I don't know they, or is your showcase
0: basically because we just talked about this a second ago we own Blizzard or is it like <laughs> we I we don't, don't I, I don't
1: would, I bet somebody there would love to be able to come out and say hey it's done
0: because this is like the time right this is like June of yeah, this that's year where,
1: that's near the end of their initial deadline so
0: weird It's going to be a weird summer.
1: Yes. Uh, Weird, weird game summer. Get ready for it.
0: (laughs) Welcome to weird game summer. Uh, All right. Well, we'll see if if Eve sees a shadow. We'll know if there's an E3. He crawls back into his weird little hidey hole. See, where is he? You know where where he I'm, is based. I on don't East? know. They
2: turned off all the flight trackers on Twitter, so I
1: can't <laughs> I can't follow not, him.
0: Not where is he yeah. right now? Like where is he based? Is I, he Montreal? I, I, assume,
1: I assume no. I assume he's based in France. I think he's is in he? France. Yeah, he
2: lives in France. Okay. He I think most of France. like Ubisoft main corporate is in France. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh,
0: all right. That's gonna do it for the news. Thanks everybody for tuning in for the news for us. We have an email address, an email address that is podcast at com. As podcast at nextlander.com, but we will hold off on those emails until a later show, but you can send them into podcast at nextlander.com. We'll gather them up and present them back to you, cleaned and ready for commentary. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for supporting us. I want to thank everybody for going over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Where you can find a bunch of tiers stuffed with goodies like the Ramblecast, stuffed with goodies like the Watchcast. Mhm. Maybe stuffed with a Watchcast full of things like Freejack?
2: Uh-huh. Maybe Is up right now.
0: Maybe stuffed uh in the coming week with a goodie like Johnny Dumonic? Uh-huh. Maybe stuffed with, I'm trying to think of how to get the people in there. If you love Free Jack, if you you love Johnny Demonic, people love Johnny Demonic. Uh, If you love Virtuosity, if you love Demolition Man. Uh, You should go check out the WatchCast. We had, I want to thank Tam for coming through for Demolition Man, and we recorded with Austin Walker for uh, Johnny Mnemonic, which was a lot of fun. Two great guests. Two great movies? Two great guests. At least two great guests.
2: Two entertaining films. Two entertaining films. In their own way. Yeah. Um,
0: And fun to talk about them as well. You can check all of that out uh, right now. Uh, and like I said, Johnny Mnemonic will be going up next week over on the Patreon side of things. Of course, we got never been a better podcast. Uh, we're going to be recording our next episode for geez, guys, it's March. We're going to record our next episode for March pretty soon. Hoping to get uh Jeff Bacalar and Austin Walker in on that one. More Austin Walker. Always a good thing in my book. Uh, If you go over to the Patreon, you might see one tier there called the Mysterious Benefactor tier, and they get their names read on this here show. Alex Navarro, would you please read our Mysterious Benefactors for this week?
2: Absolutely. Our Mysterious Benefactors for this week are RRE, John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lussier, Skywarp, John Hubbard. Sean Miller, Brad's mid-size hoodoo voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejski, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, hashtag bunny crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Deepkin, Wario, Alex Wu, ItMeJP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Harrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Thanks to all our mysterious benefactors,
0: and thanks to everyone who has supported us over on Patreon, over watching on Twitch, on YouTube, listening to this here podcast, or any of the other fine Next Lander podcasts out there. There are about 800 of them. And if you are interested, you should go check out Patreon.com slash NextLander for all the details. We have a lot of fun stuff going on this week. If you missed it on Monday, uh, I mentioned it before at the top of the show when we're talking about the games, but we have our Hitman Freelancer runs going on. I'm in the middle. I think I just made it up to the third. third, I'm up to the third set Mm -hmm. of um, Beat the Second Showdown. Okay, so we're going to pick that up uh, uh, next Monday. If you want to see the beginning of that run, you can go back. And Brad, you are up to? Are you in? The, you're
2: continuing to run too, or did no.
0: you bomb out? You bombed out. No, I think you uh, were up to a
2: showdown. It's just going to be alerted now. Oh wait, that's right. Yeah, that was yeah. not a showdown. Yes. that was not a showdown. Yes.
1: I did. I did have that encounter on the beach.
2: I forgot. Yes, yes, with you're that beach beach duck, encounter.
1: which was. I was very happy to pull that one out. And then I just kind of hate shit on some random nonsense later
0: stuff. It's, it's, it's easy. Come easy. Go with that hitman freelancer mode. Uh, you can check that out. You can see Brad suiting up in the PSVR too, uh checking out some releases there from Tuesday. This Thursday, we'll have a grab bag. And then we are going to have a patron's choice on Friday. So be on the lookout for a poll where you can vote to see what we get into on Friday. Which happens to be the same day that uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 goes into early access release. Hmm. So weird. um, That will be on the poll. You can vote for it. I don't know how that game will be in that state, but we can check it all. Check it out together. That's gonna do it. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. Too much fun stuff.
0: Too never too much fun stuff. The other name of our podcast. Never too much fun stuff.
1: I need to. I need to play other fun stuff. Like I was playing.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm moments away. I'm minutes away. I feel like from a PSVR2 delivery, so I'm hoping to get into some fun stuff pretty
1: soon here. What do you What do you play first? Uh, Call of the Mountain. Yeah. Okay.
0: I gotta go make sure uh, uh, um, No Man's Sky is downloaded. Uh, I gotta. Go,
2: I'll probably have that downloaded in the background. Honestly,
1: the wrist menu is so cool.
2: That shit is what the first thing in a while that has actually got me really itching to maybe grab one of mm. these
1: yeah Uh, I mean you know like at the end of the day it's still No Man's Sky like and I'm okay with that the the game is what it is but
0: Uh, I wonder we didn't mention this we maybe should have in the PSVR talk but I'll just mention it now wonder when this thing starts showing up on other retailers
1: uh, or stories there I don't know that's an interesting question
0: yeah we'll see maybe for another podcast Mm -hmm. thank you very much Alex Navarro thank you Brad Shoemaker we'll be back next week